Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions. Ready for Rage Radio. I am Gabriel Renzi kicking it with the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart, the Milwaukee Brewers. On the verge. On the verge. Of winning a division title is 3-1. There's two out, but as Yogi Berra once said, it ain't over till it's over. So we'll keep our eye on this. The Los Angeles Dodgers and the Colorado Rockies throw it down for a division title. Everybody's in, no matter what. But considering the wild card is just a uh, one-game showdown, you probably want to avoid uh, being in a one-game showdown. Chicago Cubs are on the verge of being in a one-game showdown. 3-1 Milwaukee Brewers. Brewers, 12 hits on the day. Chicago, just two hits. Just two hits in a, uh, in, in a game as big as this in Chicago. And uh, what it reminds me, uh, Cam, even though I have the L.A. Dodgers coming up here, so this is kind of a stupid point I'm about to make, that at this time of the year, baseball dogs, uh, man, they cash. The dogs bark in the baseball playoffs. And this is, this is not technically a playoff game, but it kind of is. It feels that way, Maretzi. Uh, they're, they're playing the bullpens like it's a playoff game. And think about this, the difference between winning. You win this game, you get home field advantage uh, throughout. And then another team, that now the loser, you host the wild card game. That's a big, big difference. And i got to give Craig Council in Milwaukee a lot of respect. Uh, even when he went to Joachim Sori, a lot of the broadcasters are like, ooh, that's a bad matchup. But, hey, he used to be a good pitcher. He threw something dirty, 94. Baez couldn't get to it. And after that, Milwaukee, when they... Well, you weathered that storm with a little bit of loose walking. You're right, though. The Cubs, other than nobody beats the Riz with the deep home run, have had no offensive answers today. And once you get to Milwaukee's bullpen, buddy, it's basically lights out. they got a lot of really, really good arms right there. And uh, Hater's probably going to close things out. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm on the dogs again. I know they're your Los Angeles Dodgers, but it's going to be a dog day. I'm on Milwaukee. Going to take a shot with the Rocks for our boy T-Bone. No, one, one day... Uh... Uh, one one dog a day, Cam. <laughs> I hope it's one one. I'm a Dodger fan. What like the hell whole... am I supposed to do? <laughs> no, you bet you play your team, and and uh, at this know, point, I'm it's not, a recreational fan bet. Exactly. I want to Bueller's win. A great I put a hundred bucks. Bueller's are, I, hey, Bueller's just, great. The Dodgers are laying seventy cents for a reason. Marenzi Marquez is good for. Colorado. I'm just thinking a little bit of value there, but would it surprise me if the Dodgers killed them? No, the Dodgers are a murderer's row. Their bats are all hot right now. they got great pitching and, and their bullpen's electrifying too. So, you know what? You think the Dodgers are going to be the reps from the NL? You know, they got the best team in the National League right now. Milwaukee, those are very, very dangerous team. With their bullpen, if they get any type of lead after like the fifth inning, uh, that's a team you don't want to deal with. Uh, to show my dedication to, uh, to getting the plays in, <laughs> Uh, after uh, we did uh, Carton uh, live today, I uh, Carton and friends, um, so it was 12, and I had to get out to the sports book, and I had to do this radio show at 4, and 
we clearly cannot do the radio show uh, from there, at least for the time being. <laughs> so um, <laughs> until until we smooth things over, right? Yeah, yeah. So With the new security guards. <laughs> yeah, that that's just uh, you know that that's another story. So I had to get out there. So I was like, all right. I hear this bus out there is pretty fast for the Port Authority. So I go to the Port Authority. I miss the bus by like thirty seconds, man. Like the bus is pulling out, and there's no way to get in. It's like you got to already have your ticket. It's you can't stop them. It's you know anyone you know the port authority. It's, it's hard to explain, but yeah, it's a very secure place. So you sort of go into this sort of gate, and you're kind of locked in. Like there's nowhere else to go. Like it's hard to get out even if you miss your bus. So I missed the bus by like a minute, man. Like literally, like the, I bought the ticket at two thirty-eight. I asked the lady, "What gate?" She's like two twenty-four. I'm like, "What time's the next bus?" She's like, in two minutes, you better hurry up. So, man, I'm running through, like, uh, the Port Authority and stuff. I'm nearly running people over. I'm all sweating and stuff. I'm running up these elevators. <laughs> I see the bus pulling out. I'm like, oh, man. Isn't that and the worst so, feeling? Yeah, so I'm, <laughs> it happens I'm to standing me all the time. They never, they never wait for yeah, but to. Even when the I'm guy, assuming. I could see out the rear view. Can, can he no, you couldn't He's see like, That's my issue. He, no, he, he couldn't see, see okay. me. I thought he, no, no, they don't <laughs> wait for people here, Ken. Yeah, they don't wait for people. And you, you got to be there on time. live either. <laughs> if I'm on the bus, I don't want them waiting for people. I don't want them waiting for people if I'm on the bus. So um, my rule is, if if you could see the person running though, Morenci, in your rear view, that's that's like a that's a ten second decision. I'm not going to say wait two three minutes, have a bagel and a coffee and a no. be, be, be a, you know what I mean. If I see once the, person, the bus is in motion, it's over. <laughs> Bus That's, moves, he gone. Yeah. No, I accept that. No time for no time. <laughs> it's I accept that. I Ken. just wish he'd stop. I know. I, I, yeah, I take the bus. The bus, bus so moved. I've had a lot of I've had a lot of issues with the bus driver, but that's okay. So I missed the bus, <laughs> and I'm just figuring, well, whatever. I really didn't care to be honest. I try not to get like you know, I'm try, I, I've toned down my level of rage. Like if my level, my level of rage, and New York City is not a good combination. So. Like I need, like I need to pick my spots about when I'm going to get mad about things. Otherwise, like I'll be mad all day. Like you know, seriously, like I've changed a lot, Ken. Like I actually accept like sitting in traffic for 50 minutes. Like I don't care anymore. Yeah. It's like yeah, whatever. It's part of the deal. It is what it is. And so I, I wasn't really panicked. So I, I missed the bus. And then this uh, an older dude says to me, um, uh, "Did we just miss it?" And I said, yeah, but I'm assuming the next one comes in like 20 minutes or something. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. The next one's in an hour and 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, and no. Like, yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> an hour and 10 minutes? Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, it's, <laughs> that is nuts. It, wow. Basically, there's one bus to the Meadowlands from Manhattan. And there's one bus camp. So basically, it drives there and it drives back. You know what I mean? So it's every hour for both sides. Yeah, you you know what I mean? Tr- you got to wait for the trip. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm sitting in, in the Port Authority for an hour and 10 minutes. So I was about to leave, and he goes, where are you going? And I told him, I said, man, I'm going to go over to, to Penn Station. I'm going to take a train to Secaucus, and then I'm going to take that taxi voucher from Secaucus to the, to the track. <laughs> and I'm thinking, man, am I ever a degenerate gambler, the stuff I'm going through here. So um, he goes, no, 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 there's another bus coming. I don't even know the guy. The guy could have been, like, plotting to kill me and stuff. He goes, no, no, uh, what you nice. need to do, yeah, he goes, what you need to do is we need to take, he goes, I'm going to the track too. He goes, we need to take the 703, uh, or the 163, and then we'll connect with the 703. 
So he seemed to knew what he was doing. He, he goes, I go there all the time. Trust me. So, so the guy is bang on at first camp. So we get on the 163. I swear to God, I'm never getting to the Meadowlands so fast in my freaking life. All right. So we're outside the, the, the stadium racetrack in like literally like 12 minutes type of thing, you know? So we get there. The only problem is this bus doesn't stop there technically. So I guess there's like a stop down the road. So anyways, I'm, you know, the guy's an older dude. So we're right in front of the mm-hmm. damn place camp. Next thing I know, man, like we're on this middle of the side of the road here and we're waiting for a bus. We waited 40 minutes for this other bus. All right. So this other bus shows up. I swear to God, dude, it took like 60 seconds. Like we turned some corner and we were in the damn track. And then he tells me after I waited with the guy for like 35 minutes, he goes, oh, yeah, I should have told you, you know, you could walk in, but I'm too old to walk. I wasn't walking. I should have told you that as I'm sitting there for 40 minutes. <laughs> so now you're hanging out with him because he helped you kind of thing. Like we're a team for, for a yeah, while. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, He's telling me about his kids and stuff. So and then yeah, after nice. I, like that. I realized, I'm like, you're telling me I just waited for 41 minutes on the side of this road when I kind of walked. You. Yeah, but he told me, he goes, you know, I'm kind of older. It takes 20 minutes, and I didn't want to walk. He goes, I forgot. I should have told you. He goes, next time. And then after that, he even tells me, he goes, in fact, next time, just tell the driver you want to get off of the track, and he'll let you off, like, and you can just cross the street. And I'm thinking to myself, why the hell didn't you just tell me that when we just passed the track? Could have saved me 41 minutes, buddy. Really nice guy, though. Really, really nice guy. You know what the good um, news is, though, Marenzi? Milwaukee is just one. Game's over. Yes, I know. This is great, great. One for the brew crew, baby, yeah. That's what he told me, too. That's what he told me. He said, now at least you know another route here. Yeah, and then he started, you know, we started talking. And uh, he's recently retired. He's going to South Carolina in a couple of days for for the winter. And, you know, so he said that he used to uh, go to the track every day. So then we sort of started talking more. And, you know, we started, he started sharing gambler stories. So I'm like, He's like, how are you going to get out of here? And I told him, well, I got a ride. I'm going to call this driver and because I got a radio show to do at 4 o'clock. And he starts telling me, he gives me the old, he goes, you know, I've taken every way out of here. He goes, including walking. And then he started saying, I said, dude, I once went to a casino, lost $3,300. I said, one minute I had $3,300 in my pocket. <laughs> An hour later, I nearly was jumping off a bridge walking home. And he goes, once I had $7,000, and uh, he goes, I have to walk back to New York City from the Meadowlands in the snow. Wow. And he goes, you ever walk back from the Meadowlands to New York City? I'm like, no. And he goes, you don't want to. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. This guy's like an old beat-down gambler with stories. So he's like, Matt, he, you got stories, he's got stories, right? Yeah, yeah, we were sharing gambling stories. Yeah, he started to like me more. He was kind of crusty at first, yeah. but once he started to see that I was, yeah, I had some, my own gambling stories. After, you know, he told me good luck, and it's, it's funny. So we got to we got to the place, and I said to him, I said, uh, "You ever seen that FanDuel sports book?" And he goes, "I told you, I've seen every inch of this place." <laughs> he goes, "I know every name in this place." He goes, "Of course, I've seen the, the FanDuel sports book." Uh, it's pretty uh, pretty funny. So I went to the FanDuel sports book. I bet on the LA Dodgers. I bet on the Denver Broncos tonight. Oh, Broncos! Uh, we're on different sides tonight. I just—that's uh, your just problem. With that line, yeah, it's my that's, problem. That's your problem. I, I'm actually, not I, my problem. I, I, I'm gonna—I'm gonna tell, gonna tell you I don't have problems right now because the last couple of weeks in the NFL, Marenzi, I'm getting very close to visiting you in New York. 
I smashed him up on a parlay last <laughs> night. The Ravens were the last game. No, I'm not even joking. Like, I'm, I'm dead serious. Like, I'm no, I'm just laughing. Like this guy like, a... <laughs> I'm just laughing if you're making all this. I'm just wondering, like, why New York? I don't know. You go to Hawaii or uh, Vegas I, or actually, something. Actually, my, my girlfriend wants no, to go to you'd have a good time down City. here. Yeah, she says no, Atlantic City, City and I'm like. No, no, no. Really? You're coming to New York. Yeah, okay. What are you going to okay. Atlantic City anyway. for? I don't know. What's that? Uh, trying to build, what's that build it up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go to anyway. My, my I get it. I get it. No, listen. City. Okay, it's, listen. It's pretty cheap there too. Like, uh, here's the bottom line. Yeah, I'm but you got to tell her I'm not in Atlantic City. Stuff. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm not. Like I'm I not said, there. New York. You got to tell her. I know New York, New, New Jersey. York. I know. I know. I don't don't think she understands the concept. Like, I got to be closer to work if we go uh, out to the East Coast. But anyway, I'll get it through her head. Baltimore was. Uh, uh, we were on the Ravens last night, Marantz. It was a, a hit, hit a nice big parlay, and uh, things have been pretty good. Like, what swept the board in the one o'clock games? It was uh, it's very nice recently in the NFL. Like, you know what I mean? I'm starting just to get a little system going and uh, not going nuts, and it, and it's working right now, really, really well. All right, so that it's good of you for pulling the Barry Horwitz there. But what does that have to do with tonight's game? With tonight's game, I'm just telling yeah, you. Yeah, you're saying I, you're I saying want, you're so I, I hot. Want to, I, you're saying no, you're, so saying you're so hot that you, oh, you're you're you know on, you're on like Kansas that. City oh. that I'm screwed. No, things go cold. <laughs> things go cold quick. No, no, I'm just telling you. And also, I also have teasers with Kansas City with Baltimore, so I got them at uh, just the reverse line from minus three and a half to plus three and a half. Right? I think it's going to be a pretty tight game. I just think Kansas City's just a better team, Gabe. I I really believe it's a statement game. They go into Denver and get it done. I know that the line's gone down. I just, this team is real good right now. The over makes a lot of sense, too. Like, teasing Denver to the over and taking the over makes sense. I think there's going to be a lot of points. Who's going to stop anybody? Kansas City's defense. Denver will score, and I expect Kansas City to score a lot on Denver, even though they have a better defense at home. Should be a great football game tonight. This is the most one-sided betted action of the year in Las Vegas, in which all the money is on the Kansas City Chiefs uh, tonight. So I'm on the side of the sports books. Yeah, I'm on the side That's of the casino. That's a better side camp. to be on. <laughs> I, team I like casino. that side. <laughs> team Casino. I love Team Casino. Team Casino wins more than it loses. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, that no, Las I, Vegas, I, Las Vegas sportsbooks haven't had a losing month uh, since 2010. Yeah, well, it's, it seems like to me, too, especially with the NFL, big uh, a lot a lot of the dogs are coming in. Public players play a lot of chalk, right? So. You know, uh, it's just one of those things, Gabe. And if the Buffalo Bills, I had one super t- uh, super parlay going with just money line winners and stuff. And then Cle- uh, Raiders came back and won Seattle, uh, like didn't even deserve it. Then I looked, the thing paid $2,900 on like 50 bucks. And the problem was that I had the Bills in there and they didn't even score one damn point. Really pissed me off. That would have been a super vacation uh, parlay. But anyway, plus plus days are good days. And uh, hopefully uh, things continue the good way. I pride myself. Good positive vibes. I pride myself on pretty much knowing everything that's going on in the sports world, but I'm telling you, I didn't know the Raiders won. And I was watching the game, and I did the show with Corey Parson until 4 o'clock yesterday. I came back. Um, I started watching the games. I don't have a TV, but I got an inter- I got a computer with Internet, so I'm watching the games online. And I'm sort of going back and forth between the – I was watching the Raider game, and, you know, the Raiders were falling apart, dropping passes, and I had yeah. the Raiders – so it was pissing me off, and I didn't think they were going to win. They were down by eight with like a minute and a half left. So I was like, all right, screw this. And I'm watching Seattle, and then I fell asleep. I fell asleep, and I didn't look at the score or anything. So I didn't know the Raiders won until this morning, actually. 
And I was pleasantly surprised because I had the Raiders in a super contest. Uh, Mike Blewett's going to join us next. We're talking football with Mike Blewett, Jamie Heath, Ricky Sanders, jam-packed show, Game Time Decisions continues. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio. I'm Gabriel Morenzi. Milwaukee Brewers have won the division. And uh, Cam said that uh, Council deserves credit and respect. You know what deserves credit and respect? Me. Uh, before the year started, <laughs> before it was true, before the year started, Cam, I said the Milwaukee Brewers win total, free money over the number. Yep. I didn't understand yeah, I- it, too, because I, you know, what I didn't understand is this, uh, this is a team that brought in Lorenzo Cain and Christian Yelich, who, you know, guy, guy, you know, nearly won the Triple Crown. And their win total was the same. Everybody said, oh, pitching, pitching. The team was stacked, man. And this is a team that I also said as well. If you remember the offseason, they tried to get you Darvish. They tried to sign, um, they tried to sign Jake Arrieta. Like, they tried to get a bunch of pitchers, but they just couldn't get deals done. It just showed me that they had money, that they wanted to spend money, that they were going to win. And you saw as the year went on, like they, they, they brought in players, they added players. The Milwaukee Brewers tried to win this year and did win. So credit to their organization for trying to get it done and actually getting results. See, it's amazing. Like maybe the Toronto Blue Jays should take notice of what the Milwaukee Brewers did, Cam. Like if you actually try to win, maybe you do win. If you don't try to win, exactly. there's no way you're going to win. Yeah, you couldn't say it any better. And the Blue Jays were there. They had, they had, they had the team. They're a bad call away versus Kansas City from actually going to a World Series. This team, uh, and then all of a sudden, you don't get there. And the thing that really bothers me about the whole situation was the company was making tons of money in uh, playoff revenue. Like every everybody and their mother was going there. They made so much, right? It's like, oh, we're going to cheap out now. And that's the problem when you have these type of owners, Gabe. You know, when you're a telecommunications company or whatever, the bottom line, hey, are people paying their bills? It's like, I'd rather have an independent rich owner who goes, you know what? Screw it. I'm doing it my way. I don't have to answer to these investors. I want to do things like this. That's the way it I works. I don't know and who owns the A lot brewers. of the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't you know, know who owns though, the like, I don't know. Actually, I think but it's Bud Selig's kid. It's probably Bud really, Sealy's yeah. kid, but let's bring Custard Mike Blewett Stan, in. Bud, yeah, maybe maybe Blewett knows. Yeah. Uh, let's bring Mike Blewett in right now. What's up, Mike? How you doing? Hey guys, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I believe his last good, name is good. I believe his last name is Atancio. I think he's a New York, New Jersey guy who made a lot of money in finance, uh, real estate. I believe good. I could have that wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure I remember when Sealy sold it. It went outside the family when he had to divest as being part of the commissioner. Yeah, yeah. I think he passed so it to not- his daughter, and then she sold it type right, thing. Right, Exactly. I think. But, it, I but think you're that's saying, right. Mike, it's not a company. 
it's not a company. It's an independent, like very rich people and like people around him who purchase a team, not like a you know telecommunications company or I this type of so. company, right? It's just I like a rich so. entrepreneur. Okay. Yeah, it's Marcatancio. Yeah, that's it. Um, I was close. Uh, Marcatancio is the current owner, so um, could look up his background exactly what he does, but he's the primary owner. Sounds like a rich name, Atancio. It's like the, <laughs> yeah, uh, Tom Atancio. It, it sure does. It sounds successful. Tom, Tom Atancio, I think he had, he had that big, um, the Affliction, Affliction uh, MMA t-shirt uh, empire. So um, Mike blew it with us. Uh, Mike, uh, and of course, me and Mike talked NFL football yesterday. And, you know, something that came up this morning, Mike, and I was talking about liking the Tennessee Titans yesterday. And yeah. there's nothing flashy about the Titans. But what did we talk about? Mike Vrabel who a lot of people thought was going to struggle. Oh, he's a linebacker. You know, he's probably not that smart as a head coach. Some people question the hire. And we see, man, he, the guy's gambling, and it, it's coming up for him. And I talked about this. Look, the Philadelphia Eagles are now 2-2. Two and two, And you, you look at the Eagles, and when you're the Super Bowl champs, everybody gets fired up to beat you. And the Titans were all fired up. That's a feather in their cap. We beat the Super Bowl champs. And, you know, whether... Whether statistically, it's funny, Mike, I've always talked about this. I remember, like, I think it was three years ago. Maybe it was two years ago. Three years ago, Aaron Rodgers didn't have a big statistical year. I think it was two years ago when Devontae Adams got hurt. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers didn't kill it. I remember fantasy football players were ripping him. Ah, Aaron Rodgers, he's lost it, he sucked or whatever. Packers won 10-6, and made the playoffs that year, 11-5 and or something. When players don't light it up in the fantasy world, somehow they suck. Marcus Mariota sucks. Derrick Henry sucks. The Tennessee Titans suck because Corey Davis doesn't put up big numbers, yet they're 3-1. and They win football games. There is a a difference between reality and fantasy, yet fantasy football is so popular. Would you agree it creates a narrative about certain teams? I think it took 10 years for Ben Roethlisberger to get proper credit of how good a player he was for the exact reason that you're mentioning. His stats were never flashy. Uh, it wasn't really until Antonio Brown came along and Todd Haley was the offensive coordinator that the numbers really exploded on a regular basis for him specifically. I think you can make a case the same way for Mariota. I thought the play calling the last couple of years for him was atrocious. And now we see uh, LaFleur, who's come over from L.A., is now working with him uh, on a regular basis. They started off a little bit uneven offensively simply because he was hurt. He got injured in the first game. That first game against Miami is a weird game. Uh, but now they've ripped off three in a row. They, didn't all, they haven't all looked pretty. They've all been tight games. But I think it says a lot about their character that they're able to win three tight games in a row. Yeah, and and what, also what a, yeah, beating what a beat Jacksonville, too. Like, those are good teams. Yeah, a division win on the road. Damn good football teams. Exactly. That's a good point. They're not, in the division. They're not candy-ass wins. Like a lot of people said all oh, about the Miami ones. Dolphins. Yeah, they didn't beat anybody, the Dolphins. But, yeah, you can't take anything away uh, from the Titans. And today, uh, Corey, although Corey, I think, just likes to hate everybody that's not the Cowboys because, you know, of course, last <laughs> week uh, Corey's hot take was that Jared Goff sucks and is just a bus driver. And uh, his hot take today was the Chicago Bears really aren't that good. It's just, you know, it's just hype and stuff. Like, you know, the Bears aren't actually a good football team and they're not going anywhere. And I told him, well, it doesn't really matter what opinions are. We're 25% through the season, and they're 3-1. and one. Yeah. And it's like George Costanza says. It's not a lie if you believe it. And the Chicago Bears believe it uh, right now. They're believing. And they were winning football games with Mitch Trubisky struggling. 
and sort of feeling yep. handcuffed. Now, I know he's not going to do what he did yesterday every week, but come on, Mike, a, a game like that could really help a young quarterback's confidence. No doubt. And uh, you and I talked about it yesterday on the show. I, I felt really good about the Bears yesterday specifically. And if he starts playing There's well. one of my best bets, too. Forget, forget yesterday. Yeah, exactly. If that was star- best if bets. If he starts playing well, they're going to be really scary because – all of those – look, I, I was the first guy that was throwing cold water on the Bears hype a couple of months ago, and I said yesterday, the second they traded for Khalil Mack, I shut it down because he really was able to transform the defense from being good to potentially very good or great, and they do have enough weapons. If The reality is they have so many weapons that if the defense is getting people off the field – they're going to have many opportunities for these guys to make plays. Uh, Dane Martinez, my co-host on Fantasy Sports Today in the mornings, he likes to call it the fantasy herd, and which means it's sometimes difficult to discern who's going to get the touches from week to week. But if they're getting the ball that much, it's not going to matter because Cohen and Howard potentially, even though he was garbage yesterday, Burton, Robinson, down the list, Taylor, Gabriel, they're all going to be valuable. Gabriel, big game yeah, uh, I, yesterday. I love it. Huge game. And now him and Alan Robinson have, a, have had a great connection. Gabe, i got to give you credit, too. And uh, I've been following uh, when I play the props, the lead. Mike, sorry about the Steelers, but they keep on putting huge numbers up for Antonio Brown and his yeah. props. It was 96 and a half yards again yesterday on taking an under. You just got to do it. It's like, you know what, they haven't really adjusted, and it's making uh, the gamblers money. But let's talk about the Steelers and their situation when they were down in the game. I'm like, wow, here comes Baltimore. And then they tied it up with all the momentum just to lay an egg in the second half like that was absolutely shocking. And uh, things really changed between Big Ben and Antonio with the route running. Like, they were a little bit off. Big Ben threw some bad balls. Balls were slipping. And him and Antonio Brown in the second half weren't on the same page after a great first half where they looked like they could be really electric. Mike, what the hell's going on with this team right now? Just it's a great question. The, the highs are high, but the lows are so low. And just I watched them, and I'm like, God, man. Like, it just yeah. doesn't feel like it's the two, Steelers anymore. Two weeks in a row that they've had a scoreless second half. Uh, they put up 30 on yeah. the Bucks in the first half and didn't score the rest of the game and made that one close. Last night was abysmal. They did actually, you know, the defense has shown no ability to stop the pass, but I have to give them some credit that they did limit them to only four field goals in the second half. It became an offensive problem. You can't put up zeros and score 14 points against the Ravens and expect to win, and Flacco is actually playing well right now. Uh, Much to some people's surprise, but Flacco's playing really good football right now. I think you're right. I think they didn't connect in a a few instances. Uh, You know, Juju Smith-Schuster had a catch, potentially a touchdown catch in the end zone that was knocked out of his hands. Uh, there's just the little things start to add up, and when Ryan Switzer starts to become your most heavily targeted player, I think you have real problems. They need to figure out a way to institute um, Antonio Brown into the offense, whether they have to force it more or not. You know, Don Martindale, whose nickname is Wink for obvious reasons. Yeah, uh, Wink Martindale. You know, to, yeah, exactly. Going back to the game show. They mentioned it last night on the broadcast between Collinsworth and Al Michaels. They said, uh, what's the difference between Le'Veon Bell and James Conner? And he effectively said Le'Veon Bell is the pitcher that has perfected four different pitches. And you, it doesn't matter how you attack him. He's going to figure out a way to get strikes on you. They said, well, what's, what type of player is James Conner? He's got a great fastball. So they know he's not the versatile guy. They could shut him down, and they virtually, they essentially did. And it, it created problems for them. You know, they, if they are shutting down the running game, it, it makes for less opportunities in the passing game for the Steelers. And the Pittsburgh Steelers' schedule doesn't get any easier, man. They get the Atlanta Falcons this week. 
in Cincinnati yeah. the following week. Cleveland Browns, who are, are a competitive football team uh, right now, at Baltimore, Carolina, at Jacksonville, at Denver. I got to tell you, Mike, the wheels might just completely fall off this football team because I don't see any leadership here. And, you know, we can say, well, it's early, there's no need to panic, but we're a quarter way through the season, and looking at this schedule, is there a game here that you're like, oh, that's wild, they're going to win that one for sure. There's no for sure wins here. Yeah, there's I no mean, all right, right maybe now. There's no for sure wins. And, you know, you're 1-2-1 and one right now. We've talked a lot about the leadership or the lack of leadership. As I stated, I think it's time for, for Mike Tomlin to start throwing things and drop the nice guy act, but they know that's not him. Ben Roethlisberger's been around forever, but he's not really a leader in the room of this football team. Le'Veon Bell's not there. And how about Earl Thomas, guys? Earl Thomas gets awesome. hurt, says, <laughs> says, I'm only doing this. I'm only doing this for my teammates because I don't want to, you know, I'm going to come back and play even though I'm getting screwed. Then he gets hurt, and then he gives everyone the finger on the way out. And you know that, uh, you know, Le'Veon Bell's agent was on the phone with him right away. He said, you see that, Lev? You see what just happened there? And you know Le'Veon Bell saw that, Mike. You know, coming back. I don't know. what What's going on with Le'Veon Bell? Is he, you know, doesn't he have to come back in week eight? Otherwise, like, he kind of screws himself? November 13th. You have to be back right after the week 10 games uh, is when he has to be back. Okay. Otherwise, yeah. if he doesn't sign the tender uh, with the Steelers or, uh, you know, work through a trade, he has to sign the tender either way, whether he's traded or not. And if he doesn't do that, he won't add another year of service, thus allowing him to get to free agency. So uh, he has to do it one way or the other, whether it's to to work with the Steelers for the last seven, six or seven weeks or to sign it uh, upon being traded to another team. The, the, the hard part about the trade is once you work out the value, he's giving no indications that he's going to not – utilize the free agency process to its fullest nor is his agent and i do not blame him i'm just saying if i'm a team i need a guarantee that he's going to be there longer term and i don't see that happening i think he's going to try and take it as makes many it more complicated as possible yeah it makes it more complicated unless some team like yeah. the jets the redskins uh, there was talk about the eagles but why would the jets somebody do that? Steps the up, what about the colts they have no running game. Andrew Luck throws, what did he throw, 59 times? Ah, the Colts, Ursay's like, not spending that type of money. Yeah. It, I'm just saying, though, Marenzi, Marlon Mack, you know, he was good for a while. He didn't come back. I know they got Hines. They don't have a true running game. That's why Luck's arm's going to fall no, off because they, they, they can't won't. establish a run. Yeah. And, and All right, so listen, we can go. Offensive line issues go ahead, are part Mike. of that, too, with the, with the Colts. So, I, you know, I, it, it, they have plenty of money. But if I were them, I don't think I would spend on Le'Veon Bell not now either. They have too many other holes to address, and I don't think running back is at the top of the list for them. Yeah, I'd go O-line, D-line if I was the Colts. I'd toughen up even more. Um, okay, we've only got about uh, four minutes left here. So I brought it up earlier, Mike. The I saw a tweet from Las Vegas that this is their most one-sided game of the year so far tonight in which all of the money is on the Kansas City Chiefs. But what I find ironic about this, the numbers come down. So it's, you know, it's almost like the book is comfortable with their situation. And me and Cam talk about this often. When it's the world versus the casino, you know who usually wins, Mike? Oh, yeah. It's the book. Those, they're, they're building new buildings every day out in Las Vegas for a reason. Yeah, so uh, I heard Mark Lawrence uh, on with you this morning uh, when you were filling in for Craig. And he's on it. You have the hook still for Denver. I, I think you have to feel good about it. But to your point, Gabe, with all the with the public money seeming to flow in 
on Kansas City, you just wonder if there has to be a sharp betters placing some bigger sums on the Broncos here. Yeah, me. That's me. I'm the sharp guy <laughs> keeping this number down. <laughs> My hundred dollars at the FanDuel book. Yeah, yeah. That's that's ra- that's razor sharp. A, yeah, hundred bucks. Me. <laughs> me. It just feels uh, hundred hundred. It feels like the type bet. of game that the Chiefs will lose because their defense still hasn't shown any yeah. ability to stop. It anyone. is. It feels I, like a game. That yeah, Mahomes no, is going to struggle tonight. Yeah, you know what, Marenzi? I can see both of your guys' point. It's just it's just hard to back away from the Chiefs and, and what they've done. And just just looking at that short price, I don't know, man. Like, and that's the thing. I usually don't fall for these for these traps. But I was thinking about Denver, and I just couldn't pull the trigger. I'm like, I just I just believe in Kansas City. Denver had problems. I know the NFL's a weak league. They had problems with with the Raiders. They came back in the last seconds about against that game. Major problems with Seattle. They squeaked out a win there. I just think the Chiefs are a better team. But you're right. The situation from a gambling perspective all lines up for Denver. Totally. And I think we, what, what do you guys think about the total at 53 and a half? It's actually gone down. Gone down I saw a lot. 54 and a half, 54 down to 53 you like the over mike i heard mark lawrence talking about Should it be. i think he likes the under on it or, or the numbers are yeah. pointing Ooh. him toward the, the numbers were pointing him toward his analytics were pointing him towards the under but even he didn't feel comfortable with it um it's to the point now where i feel like i'm getting begged to take the over and when I get begged to do something one way or the other, I don't want to do it. So I, I think I'd stay away because I, I don't have a good feel as to whether or not they can go over on this one. You got to figure. Well, we better if the not Chiefs beg you to come apart, back to the show then, but Gabe. You have to figure <laughs> if the if the Chiefs are going to struggle, then it's got to be under. Yeah, that whole thing is we correlated, right? Yeah. But the we thing is, just, you you would argue that that it's correlated. That okay, if Denver wins this game, then it's going to be a low scoring game. But the fact of the matter is, guys. The Kansas City Chiefs give up over 360 yards a game in the air, worse than the National Football League, and it's hard to bet an under on a team that gives up nearly 400 yards a game in the air. True. Yeah, that's right. So so that's why. It's a I good think Kate, Ricky Sanders, Ricky Sanders is with us earlier, and he's going to join us in a 6 o'clock hour as well, and we'll finalize and nail down some lineups for tonight's game. But And listen, Ricky's one of the best in the business, DFS players, and he said he's not playing Mahomes. He's targeting... Case Keenum tonight, he's cheaper. He's going to be way less owned than Mahomes. And every quarterback that's played KC has put up massive numbers as ben, well, guys. Yeah, Ben put up a 40-point game on them. And, you know, that was trailing the entire game. Yeah, it's tough. I don't know. I thought I liked when we were all a team on Pittsburgh last week, fellas, but I don't think it's going to happen this week. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. Thanks, Mike. All right, take care, guys. We're one to know out of the gate. Have we'll a good one, Mike. Week. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. Jamie Heath's going to join us a little bit later on. Ricky Sanders as well. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat Blade Radio. I see the song was never deleted. <laughs> see, I remember, I remember these things. The minute I heard 
the credence. I just saw smoke coming out of your ears, and we're, we're miles away. No, no. Oh, yeah, don't worry. No, I'm, yeah, not, no, I'm not, I'm not raging. got problems with stating. CCR. Yeah, it's a good it song. Ain't Gabe. This, it is Gabe. This is, yeah. This is this one's actually a, that's a decent riff though. I can live with that one. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't like the the it was uh, I think it was who'll stop the rain or like uh, one of the slower ones. At least fortunate son's got like a little bit more. You know. Meow, meow, more meow, meow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can I can live with it. <laughs> wow. It proves though are, that actually, it hasn't been deleted. You, you are, actually, it also has proved another thing. Like I saw. For for everybody out there, you know when I saw Moretzi only for a little bit of time just to help him with some bags and stuff when uh, you when you came back because you're doing the metal record and I did notice Moretzi like the thing is you have like you've got like a new chill button like you're a lot less like you know I think you're you, I, I think it's good like you're just like okay okay I'll deal with it. I'm not gonna say you're never gonna rage again like there's obviously that's part of the, part of the routine but uh, yeah it's just not the same you know what I mean I like your style pick your battles now pick your battles. Yeah, I got to pick my spot. So yeah, did you uh, go to the church yet with the bags that I gave you? Yeah, I got. I've Sounds been to like every. A... I've been. No, just let Sounds me finish. Like no. Let me finish. I, I, no, I, I have one more place to go. Like there was a lot of bags you gave me. Like I didn't even barely fit them. I had to bring them in my home because they were uh, popping up the latch of the trunk. No, I've been to four different locations. I've been to a Salvation Army, my church in my area, another one, and now I got to do. But you promised that one location. I still saved the best jersey bag and the other one with all your good stuff for the people that you promised. But uh, unfortunately, I'm not going to be in that area for a while. I don't do that show anymore, but I'll make a trip down there. When I go to the, when I go down to the city to take care of business, I'll uh, drop off the final final bag. There's two bags left. But I you did don't all the do a show anymore. You're in a city all the time. No, I'm, I'm in my uh, area now. I'm just saying I don't go down to do the pizza stuff anymore. Down in the studio when it was close to that place, but I'll make a trip. It's cool. All right. Uh, yeah, it has been. Uh, it's been like a week and a half a now already. No, it's been a week. I just, uh, that's the thing. Like, I know, but I'm just saying, I got rid of all the other stuff. Like, I did a lot of stuff. Like, I'm bringing them to different bins so different kids get them, right? Don't worry. I promise. 310 Gerard. I got it in my phone. I will take care of it. I promise I'll do it. You know I will. I, for, I forgot about this. I would have been sending you text messages about this. I forgot. See, now, okay. now you're telling well, me worry. I'm, I'm now, now I'm starting to rage. Before you're like, oh, I'm all yeah. chill. I'm, I'm like, oh, rage. yeah, I forgot about that. No, you should be, should be thanks, Cam. You know, you took care of like 40 bags of stuff. I only got two left. Don't worry about it. I got it under control. It might take a couple extra days because I'm t- here, but I'm going to go there. Don't, anyway, problem solved. The problem is solved. There's no need for you to fret, buddy. You got, I know you got other shows and stuff. Don't worry. Uncle Cam's got it under control. All right. Uh, just like, just like you're up in the Ryder Cup. <laughs> That's a decent segue. I told you Europe was going to win. I, don't know if, oh, yeah. I, I really should be richer. I bet I should be richer than I am. I should be richer than I am when I consider. You should check my Twitter. Last week, I told people there was going to be a playoff in baseball. I said, yeah, yeah. I, I read a story about how there's going to be a four-way playoff. And I was like, that's going to happen. It's going to happen. And I swear, like all the guys in the FanDuel Sportsbook, even today, they were like, man, you told me this is going to happen. I told Tebow on Friday night this would happen. And the Rockies were up one at that point. I said, man, yeah. it's going to end up as a, a big tiebreaker. Everyone's going to end up tied. I don't know why. I sort of just see things like this. There was no value yesterday because everyone was so heavily favored. Exactly. You could have parlayed them all together. But Cubs lose right now. Um, they're out. Um, of the, they're not winning the division, but they're not out of the playoffs. But now they're going to host the um, the loser 
of this Dodgers-Rockies game, which really the loser of this Dodgers-Rockies game, kind of in a bad spot, Cam. It's a tough situation to play in the afternoon here and then have to go to Chicago tomorrow. Uh, Dodgers, Dodgers, of course, had runners in scoring position and did nothing with it. Like, that's their... That's just what they, they do. Also, they also got jobbed on a call. Like They got hosed, bang, yeah. Bang, play at first base, but uh, I, I thought he was safe. I thought the, he got the cleats down before, but uh, the umpire didn't overturn the call. It's, that would have changed the whole face of the inning. You would have runners on first and third with one out instead of two. That's the thing, man. Little little things in baseball, man. That's the way it works. But uh, I, I'm with you. I think they got uh, hosed on that call, but the Rockies are going to be a hard out, and I agree. Going into, going into Wrigley, is going to be a very, very difficult situation. Also, the Cubs were really smart today when Milwaukee got up. They didn't, they didn't bust out their bullpen. They understand they got to save the big arms that they have for, 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 for the wild card game. So, yeah, you're right. Like, one of these teams here, both great. The Dodgers and Rockies are going to be in a bad spot going into Chicago. Good time to be a ticket broker in Chicago, getting these yeah, back-to-back exactly. games like that. Exactly. I know. I know. It's you said it. And how much you think those tickets were going for? They're going for astronomical amounts of money, right? So yeah, you said the Yankees are playing the A's. Yankees are playing the A's on Wednesday night uh, here in New York, uh, in the Bronx. Oh, you know, we were talking about going with Craig and uh, and Michelle and uh, and Corey. Corey's a hardcore Yankee fan. Um, you know, Craig just wants to go because it's you know it's sort of a playoff game. I don't think Michelle really cared to be honest. And uh, I wanted to go because it'd be cool, but I, you know, I might pick my spot. Like if they play the Red Sox, then that's something I well, you have to experience that. So you know, I'd, I'd get to that. But the UFCs at Madison Square Garden in two weeks, or at the end of the month, actually, whatever, next month, beginning of November. So that's that's something I'm definitely going to get out to. And um, this segment is brought to you by Mike Cardano, Cardano's Pizzeria. Mike Cardano, the NHL. Uh, puck drops, I guess, on Wednesday. Uh, we'll get you in our right. NHL Survivor. We do the picks every Saturday, of course. Well, I'm already in because I won uh, with 18 other people in the other pool, right? So just take the $280 12 or, uh, sorry, $12, 12 people. 240 take, <laughs> take 100 out of the 240 into the yeah. hockey pool so and I'm paid, brother. You get credited for $100. <laughs> Thank you. And, and 140 your change, sir. Yeah, I'm in. I yeah. can't wait for the hockey Survivor. It's going to be great. Yeah, so hockey uh, hockey starts on uh, on Wednesday, and yep. um, you know we talked last year a lot about the Las Vegas Golden Knights, and you know the Golden Knights crushed the books in Vegas. They called it date night. Uh, the sports books uh, Jimmy Vaccaro called it uh, date night, as he said. Basically, um, guys used to bring their dates to the sports book before the Vegas game, bet on the Las Vegas Golden Knights minus a puck and a half, go out, enjoy a dinner and a show come back and uh, and collect their money, and uh, the Vegas Sportsbook <laughs> would pay for their date. So he said it was date night last year. And I guarantee you, the sportsbooks in, in Vegas and everywhere else, they're not doing date night this year on Las Vegas. They're, even the puck and a half bets, Vegas are going to be the most over, one of the most overvalued bets in the history of sport this year because they're not. it's not only like they were a trendy team last year, but they're actually in Las Vegas. So the numbers are going to get skyrocketed. People are going to bet them through the roof. And we're going to bet against them this year. And here, here it is in a Las Vegas Review-Journal newspaper. That's a local newspaper in Las Vegas. Long shots no longer. The Golden Knights are again the NHL betting darlings. Vegas, who was a 500-to-1 shot to win the Stanley Cup in its inaugural season, are the 8-to-1 co-favorites at Will Hill this year. Um, so people are hammering them 8 to, one. Uh, to win. <laughs> and get this. That's a joke. Get, 
Unbelievable. They open at twelve. That's they open at twelve to one. They open at twelve to one, but people uh, people bet it up. Bet bet it so much they had to make it eight to one in Vegas. They made uh, they made their point total ninety eight and a half. Sorry, ninety six and a half. And then it was bet up to ninety eight and a half, and now it's been, it was bet up to one hundred and a half. They currently have it at a hundred and a half points for Las Vegas. So basically, long story short. People are betting over on Las Vegas everything right now. And I'll tell you, I'm with you. It's stupid. I'll make that. Uh, and you know how hard it's going to be the second year compared to the first. They're playing with house money last year, Gabe. It's not happening again. I, I could tell you. Also, Flurry's not going to play as well. The goaltending situation, all the magic that they had surrounding the team, it, it can't last a, another year. I'm with you. I, I think it's going to be a big downturn for Vegas. I'm actually going to be really enjoying betting against them because we're going to be getting good good numbers because everyone thinks they're going to be unbeatable. Nashville's another team I think is going to take a little bit of a step back. Their point total was uh, way too high. Was it? Uh, or what, I, I forget. Me and Lou Lou Gamble was talking about it too. I'm like, I'm not. I'm, 96 I and a half. The numbers. I got a, no. It was 104 and a half on the offshores. That's like stupid. Like that's just that's not happening. Like uh, I don't understand why people think Nashville is like this. Unbeatable. Team. I don't bet hockey point totals, though. I don't even understand hockey point totals. Like, what's that record mean? I don't know. They give a point for every yeah. stupid deal. Basically, if you show yeah. up and you're able to tie your skates correctly and put your uniform on, you get a single point in the NHL. It's the stupidest thing that's ever. A- I mean, they're, they're dumb. Yeah, that's the problem too. When you take these teams, you have to consider. You have to consider, like you know, what is your team in a shootout? Then you could take all, all the years that it's happened, but that changes every year too with guys that you get on your team. Remember, I remember one time when the Leafs were they like they were like one in thirteen in their first fourteen shootouts. It was ridiculous. Like think about all the lost points you bring on the board. You're right. A lot of the time, these games it's tied in the third period. You're like, okay, let's get the overtime. Let's get our let's get our point, and then uh, you know what? We'll steal one in the shootout, and that, and that's the problem with the league. I gotta be honest with you, Marassi. I got no problem with ties. Soccer has ties, whatever. I, I would rather see a game end in a tie than have a shootout. Or if you're going to do it properly, you can do a 10-minute, you know, three-on-three instead of five or whatever. Eventually, somebody's going to get gassed and there's going to be a goal. There is no excuse. I don't care about, oh, travel, this and that. It's an extra couple minutes. Hell, the NFL is playing extra overtime games. You saw Cleveland and uh, the Raiders. They're playing almost into the Pittsburgh game last night. So don't give me the excuse, oh, it's about time and travel, all this BS. You can get it done. Either you, either you end the game in a tie, but I know it's for the entertainment, but the three-on-three overtime makes total sense. Shootouts are stupid. I saw a, um, I saw a tweet. I think it was from David Purdom, uh, the ESPN chalk writer. Can't find it right now, but basically it was the Toronto Maple Leafs. More people have bet like on the Toronto Maple Leafs times two than any other team to win a Stanley Cup in Las Vegas, too. So this isn't offshore, just you know, Canadian... Uh, Vising, uh, Vising Vince Vaughn and stuff, betting on the Leafs to win the cup. <laughs> oh, and trust me, I'm going out with him. <laughs> I'm going out with him to watch the football game tonight. He's like telling me about his Leaf futures. I think he got him at like 13 to one, so he's happy instead of like seven or eight to one. He shopped around. <laughs> How about they win a playoff series first? <laughs> That's a buddy. He's a super fan. He's just he's gonna do he's gonna do his thing. I I don't tell him how to live his life. But it's not just obviously super fans because listen, while there are a million, there are, there are a hell of a lot of tourists from Toronto, like. Basically, every, like, I'd say almost, like, every eight person on the Vegas trip is from Toronto. Like, I've been in a lot of cities, Cam, and I lived in Vegas. I lived in Toronto. And as far as direct flights are concerned, it's insane, dude. Like, there's, like, 22 flights from Toronto to Vegas a day, bro. Like, there's more from New York. Like, I came to New York, Vegas, 
And I'm looking at flights, and I'm like, man, there's only like four or five a day here. What's going on? Or there's a little more. But Toronto, it's like every 40 minutes. You want to go to Vegas, you're leaving Toronto, you get to Vegas fast. <laughs> you know what it is, too? Like now, like even in the air, I think it's because a lot of the casinos are out in the boondocks. Like, you know what I mean? you got to drive an hour and a half to go to a reserve, or you got to go up here or whatever. Some people don't. Niagara Falls, it's like they fall in if they don't live in the major city. So they're like, screw it. Let's get on a flight and go point. to Vegas, right? So it happens get all the time. Get to Vegas in four and a half hours. Exactly. So a lot of retirees are like, hey, why the hell would we want to go do this? But I'll tell you, with the Canadian dollar at uh, whatever, 70 cents, you better be a good damn blackjack player, roulette player, know what the hell you're doing in the sports book because you're already down uh, – 30 bucks for every 100 before you start. That's that's kind of the problem. But uh, anyway, yeah, I, I'm just looking at the point totals right now, Marantz. Yeah, I see updated for Vegas. Uh, the Golden Knights, 97.5 points right there. Huge juice to the over, too. The Leafs, 104.5 points. That's a lot of that's a lot of points. And uh, the Predators, yeah, the, you know, you said it. The, oh, yeah, the Predators, 104.5. That's the one I took the under. I don't think that – so you're telling me the Nashville Predators are going to have 105 points this year? No thanks. I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that's a. I, I, I'd smash the under there. Yeah, it's it's just like I said. I don't. I don't really understand these. You don't trust the. Totals, yeah, you so. know you trust the shootouts. The, the yeah the extra points that you give. Yeah, there's a lot of things in other sports. You kind of know. You're watching. I like win totals. Damn, what, yeah. How many wins is this team going to have? How are they going to yeah, win seven? I prefer games that. This year? Yes. I do. Toronto too. Maple Leafs. Are they going to win 42 and a half games or 45 games like that? You know. Yeah. This point stuff. I get it. Whatever. It's just. I find it stupid, and I've said before, even though the NHL doesn't want to do this because they don't want their standings to look crazy where teams have 222 points and stuff, but they should just go to um, three points for a regulation win. Go soccer rules, basically. You know what I mean? Three points, regulation win, two points um, overtime, and one point you you lost in overtime type thing. So you have a 3-2-1 system. So you're actually getting rewarded where – because now you see the problem is with the NHL, teams will play for that point, Cam. That's you what see I'm talking, it all the yeah, time. That's what I just, where it's like, yeah, well, let's said. just kill the last seven, eight minutes of the game, and we're going to get a point no yep. matter what happens. And it's like we're rolling the you're dice. Right. So, you know, if we win in the you shootout, won't. it's cool. If we don't, it's cool. We get a point. It's, it takes away the competitiveness of the game, in my opinion. I agree 100%. You're right. That extra point's huge. If you want to if you want to give somebody three points for a regulation win, you're going to bust your ass. Good things are going to happen at the end of the game. You're going to see big hits. You're going to see odd man rushes. Things are going to happen. Instead of playing boring hockey, it's actually good for the league. If you're going to pay money, the fans are going to be, you know what I mean, Gabe? You got to, you got to, in some of these cities, hell, Rangers game's expensive. Leap game's expensive. Hell, Vegas is going to be nuts now because they're on the map. The last eight minutes of the game, the game's tied 2-2. You're not seeing anything because they're going to play for a tie. At least you get that extra point. It's going to be like the first period of the game where guys are hitting everything that moves. It's actually good for the sport. I'm with you. I think they should go to the soccer mentality. Yeah, and you get zero for uh, uh, you, you lose in regulation. You get nothing. It's yeah, just a, a, you, you do it that way. I love I love the three points for the regulation win. It's a great way to go. I'll take a look at the hockey schedule. Um and see, you know, the Rangers would be the easiest for me to go to. Like, I'm looking right now outside my window, and, you know, I could beat MSG in about 17 minutes. That's, you know, oh, ironically enough, from good. Jersey. Yeah, that's the, fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very, very close to Madison Square Garden. Ironically, even though I'm in Jersey, I looked it up. The, the Newark is a little further for me, man. It'd take about 45 minutes or so. Like, that's public transportation, yeah. though. Like, taking a public train and connecting. 
They play in Newark. It's sort of in the middle of nowhere, really, where the Devils play. And um, and then, of course, you got in Brooklyn, the, the Islanders, which, man, I saw the pregame show, the Islander game the other day. It looked like there was about nine people there. I'm assuming I get tickets for pretty cheap in Brooklyn, go to an Islander game. You know what you should do? Come down uh, when, when the Leafs play. Maybe the Leafs, the Leafs Islanders in Brooklyn would be real cheap. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'd definitely do that. Or, or yeah, because you know the Rangers-Leafs game will still be cost you a, a pretty penny. Or even the Devils. I don't mind doing 45 minutes to for a Devils-Leaf game. And, yeah, that's the thing. It's, you save tons of money there. Yeah, I, the Islanders actually put up their third jersey today. I'm looking at it going, what the, what the hell is this team doing? Like, worry about, worry about the product jersey? here on the ice. Oh, yeah, they got some new one. It's like... Uh, glory days from the past, but thinking about the future, it's just an NY with a hockey stick. It's it's actually not the worst third, third jersey I've seen for them. Like they used to have the Captain Highliner fish stick jersey. Remember back then with the crazy stuff? Like people were like, "What the hell is this?" It didn't even look like a National Hockey League jersey. It looks so. I stupid. like this new jersey. It's, it's okay. It's okay. I like the. I just Although, like the Islanders' regular jersey. Just that's a good jersey. What's wrong with the somehow? Patch? Sort of looks like they're trying to entice New York Giant fans somehow with this kind of yeah know. the NY <laughs> good call Brentsy good call yeah the Highliner fish stick jersey sucked <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst it was the, the game was time decisions continues. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, level two. Monday, Monday Night Football. One of the heavily uh, bet games of the year so far, the heaviest bet game, or at least the most one-sided action game. A lot of big money coming in on the Kansas City Chiefs. High volume on the Chiefs. Everyone's on the Mahomes bandwagon, but like I said last week, uh, Mahomes, yeah, Mahomes throw for 400 yards and six touchdowns and all that, but really like almost half the quarterbacks in the league are doing that right now. You know, it's almost like 400 is a new 300, Things will eventually settle down, uh, but there's a lot of quarterbacks lighting it up. We saw Mitch Trubisky absolutely light it up uh, yesterday. The Chicago Bears now 3-1. And, one. and yep. uh, whether you believe it or not, it doesn't matter whether you believe it or not, they've got three wins. And a similar like situation the with the Tennessee, Tennessee Titans. And, you know, Cam, it's almost like the Bears are what the hipsters thought the San Francisco 49ers were going to be Correct. Exactly. The Bears... They pick up Mac. They got that great defense. What about the kid uh, Hicks from Regina, Gabe? He's been like one of the most underrated like front front end guys. Like he's a nose tackle. He kills people. Like the Bears front seven put uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick in a body bag in that game, and they've been doing it to every. They've been doing it to everybody. Then Winston pops in. He gets his arm hit. Big pick. Like that. That's the thing. The Bears were like our best bet of the week. Like we love the Bears. 
money line. It was like buck fifty three minus three. Like me and you are all over that game, and like I haven't watched an NFL game feeling that good. It's like twenty eight to three early. I'm like, thank God. Like don't have to sweat this one out. No comeback going to overtime stuff where you don't know where your parlays are going. I'm with you. I'm with you. San Francisco. Hey, I'll give Beathard credit. He played pretty good against the. Uh, the uh, Chargers in that game, the LA Chargers, is going to call them San Diego again. And, and uh, Gabe, I don't know what the hell's going on with the Chargers. We've talked about this for three damn years. What is up with their special teams in kicking? They did it again. They missed two extra points in that game against San Francisco. Little things, little things like that. And he missed another one the week before. Caleb Sturgis is awful. Like the kicking problem, like it's going to bite these guys in the ass again. Like the, I don't know what it is about the Chargers. Every time they got a kicker who just he'll fail like he'll he'll miss big kicks extra points it's been going on for like three years in a row all right so speaking of awful um usa Ryder cup uh cam so you yeah. and i and me and me and cam called this uh that you know we both liked the europe going into this we talked about the value with europe and europe just kicked the crap out of these guys and there was so much hype with the american team yet the betting market once again follow the money guys it's in warning for tonight Everyone in the public, all the media, I don't see how the Americans don't win this. It's Brooks Kepka and Tiger Woods and Deschambault and oh, everyone else. Oh, there's Europe, um, you know, Europe are just going to be overmatched and all this type of stuff. Even though we told people, listen, the USA hadn't won in like 25 years on European soil. But they completely fell apart because the American players are more individualistic. And they all sort of finger point. And now it's Patrick Reed. Yet I got to be honest with you. Patrick Reed sort of makes a lot of sense. Not, and listen, I don't think, you know, the dust, the, the, the Jordan Spieth stuff is dumb because Reed's pissed he didn't play with Reed. Yet I guess, um, or Reed's pissed that he wasn't paired with, uh, with Spieth. You know, yeah. They were 4-1-2 and two in Ryder Cup matches playing together. Yet it's pretty clear. Listen, nobody likes Patrick Reed, and we all know that Justin Thomas and Spieth are buddies. So Reed exactly. says it's a buddy system. We didn't pick the best pairings on, like, you know, mate was best for the team. We picked the best pairings on a buddy system. Then he basically came out and said it. He goes, I know Jordan told him he didn't want to play with me. He said, I know Jordan didn't want to play with me, but that's not what was best for the team. Me and Jordan push each other. I should have played with him. That, okay, maybe we could debate it just because they were 4-1-2 and two in the past with their record. What I will take Reed's side is, how the hell did he sit out two matches when this guy's like their best Ryder Cup player as well? He's like the one guy that's competitive and like yeah. hates to lose and wants to beat the Europeans. Yeah, and then he doesn't swing the club when he's such a good Ryder Cup player. And then he doesn't play well. Of course he's not going to play well once you mess with him a little bit. I think Reed's a jerk off for the most part, but he's got yeah. a lot of good points here, Cam. He does. And, an, and another point is, I think a lot of the problem, it's with, your, with, with what you talk about is Jordan Spieth. He's one of these guys, like I know him and Justin Thomas are friends, but the difference is Justin Thomas went out there and he was the American top point earner. He earned it. This guy's a battler. Spieth, I don't know what the hell is going on with this guy over the last couple of years, but he's really starting to piss me off as well. His attitude, his backlashing at people, it's just like, it's just, it's, it's almost unbearable. And the fact that, you know what, say, say once in a while you did need to play with somebody else. You think if they, if Jim Furyk asked Justin Thomas to split up, he would have said, yes, Jim, I'll do it for you because you're the captain of the team. With Spieth, it's wine, 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 bitch, bitch, bitch. Always have to have things his way. And Patrick Reed, you're right, though, Marantz. He says a lot of stupid things. He he, he he's a, he's an aggressive person, but I don't I don't mind him calling out Jordan Spieth because Jordan Spieth acts like a little brat, and he needs to be he needs a talking to. His exact words, Patrick Reed told the New York Times. 
The issue, obviously, with Jordan was he didn't want to play with me. I don't have any issue with Jordan. When it comes right down to it, I don't have to like the person that I'm paired with. And I don't care if the person likes me, as long as it works and it sets up the team for success. He and I know how to push each other and make each other better. We know how to get the job done. Yet, saying that we know how to get the job done, then he subsequently sort of took a shot at Tiger Woods by saying that. Like, <laughs> the Tiger really doesn't know how to get the job done, right? Listen to this one, Marenzi. And you know what I mean? We, we were all over this. You know, we're not going to be, uh, uh, you know, sometimes we're wrong, but we were dead right about this. I mentioned to you during the show after that win, I didn't like what I saw even when Tiger Woods won the Tour Championship. All the other big guys kind of faded. He played a horrible game. What, what, I don't remember a recent tournament where you shoot over par and get that championship. It was almost like, it felt like to me, you know, Rory. You said that they, trees, they, they sort of, you're saying that they, I, uh, like, I can't say like they, pitchers, I can't they grooved say. a pitch to them. They grooved, it almost, well, they're like, it whatever, almost, let Tiger yes. win this. I'm not winning the FedEx anyways. Like, beside Rose, right? I'm not right? saying... I'm not saying that happened, but when I see professionals, the four top guys in the world, all fall apart with crazy shots, and I watch every shot of every golf tournament, it didn't feel right. I talked to Billy the doorman. That was the first thing he said to me. I talked to another guy who's a, a scratch golfer. He said the same thing to me. It didn't look right. And I knew one thing going into this damn tournament, Morency. I knew Tiger Woods after that win, it was going to be a disaster in the Ryder Cup. That high coming down to uh, that so low. But, but the real problem, and not even Tiger... I don't have a problem with him. He obviously has to be on the team he, for what he's done to golf. But Phil Mickelson, here's Phil Mickelson. He, him and Tiger didn't win shit. They didn't get one point in their matches. Phil Mickelson is a train wreck when it comes to these type of tournaments. The guy can't hit a fairway. He's like me and you out there. He's spraying it everywhere. And you know what? And in that type of course, when you have a 25-yard fairway, he is the last guy you want a Ryder Cup team. And that's the thing. Jim Furyk's an old guy from the old guard. He was very loyal to those guys, and I got no problem with Jim. I think he's a very nice man. But Phil Mickelson, in my opinion, was a horrible, horrible pick as a captain's pick. I could have, you could take in a guy like Kyle Stanley. All he does is hit fairways. Those are guys you look at. Know why the Europeans won too? Not just because of their camaraderie. They set up a course to play against the American strengths and play to their strengths. What does Europe do well? Keep it in play. What do the Americans do? bomb the ball other than Rory McIlroy you know you, you get my drip it was a perfect setup for the Europeans very well done Reed, Thomas Bjorn Reed goes on I knew Thomas Bjorn was going to outcoach everyone and not only did Reed so Reed doesn't get to play with Spieth which like I said clearly like you said Cam clearly and Reed's right clearly Spieth probably told Furyk I don't want to play with this yes kid. He probably said, I know I'm 4-1-2, and two, but I'm buddies with Justin, and, you know, it would be funner to play with Justin. But this isn't about fun. It, it's a good point. It's not about fun. It's about winning. So, Furyk should have put together the best possible pairings for what he thinks. Now, I don't know why Reed thinks they push each other because maybe they're competing with each other even though they're on the same team. But it, it clearly threw Reed off a little bit. I, You know, that's the part where... And I agree with you. I think Spieth is, you know, I, I'm starting to wonder about this guy and his mentality as well. He's too thin-skinned. Um, for and in golf, you need to be thick-skinned. And he's too thin-skinned, Spieth. But what I find insane is that um, he didn't play at all. He, he, he didn't play at all in, in, in the foursome matches, Cam. He was unbeaten previously in the foursome matches. And like he says, for somebody as successful as I am in the Ryder Cup, I don't think it was very smart to sit me twice. 
like once again, he raises very good points. Like yes, it's clear they don't like him. Furyk probably just thinks Reed's a jerk, and it was personal. But the Americans always coach their teams and manage their teams on personal stuff like this, Cam. That's why I knew they were going to lose. It's actually funny because then you look at the European side with their friendship, and conversely, unlike the Americans bitching and these guys, you know, trying, oh, I should do this and I should do that, Tommy Fleetwood and Francisco Molinari were two of the most successful guys there. They're best friends. Molinari went 5-0 and in his matches, Gabe. Everything he touched, he won. That's unheard of. Like, you know what I mean? And he's a guy that doesn't even, like, hit the ball. Like, he's just a rock-solid guy. And Thomas Bjorn took the guys. He did a masterful job, in my opinion. Like, even in the final day, Torbjorn Olesen, like, a lot of people are like, why the hell, like, you on the team? Well, he had enough points in the European Order of Merit to get a spot on the Ryder Cup team. And he was in matches. Like, all the underdog guys, and take a look. All the captain's picks from Jim Furyk, take a look at their record. It was horrid horrid like horrid and all the guys from europe on the captain side won all, all the captain's picks won their matches what does that tell you thomas bjorn simply beat down jim furick in that process saying i like these guys for the course whereas furick kind of went with pedigree name rather than taking a shot on on a, a couple guys who are less popular like Kyle Stanley, as I said. He would have been a perfect guy for that course. you got to know that stuff. But anyway, you can't tell Phil Mickelson you're not on the Ryder Cup team. We picked Kyle Stanley over him, but I would have done it. You might have done it. You know what I mean? This is not a popularity contest. You want to win? Go over there and win. It's like, hey, they got beat down. They might not make this mistake again because uh, they were embarrassed. So um, what, what do you do now as a golf uh, fan? What are we betting on? The, uh, the Safeway Open? Yeah, we're, we can bet on the Safeway Open. <laughs> That's in two weeks. <laughs> I know we can, I know it's the silly Is that season. Like the first right tournament was the, the Alfred Dunhill <laughs> yeah. Lynx Championship. Oh, oh all the big boys good, are playing in this. Yes, trust me, the Alfred Dunhill Lynx is a whole different story. Isn't that out in Dubai this one? Is this one in Dubai? Uh, I, th- I think it uh it's either they have one tournament in Dubai but in the Alfred Lynx, the other one is either in uh, England or Scotland. They have two. Uh, but uh I, I can't answer that question right now, Marenzi, because I'm No, not, you're right. I think this totally is the one in sure. Scotland. I think that's I think the one it's in Scotland. Scotland. There's clearly big money in play here because you got Kepka, Fleetwood, Finau, Hatton, our boy Eddie yeah, Pepperell, Chris Wood, yeah. Shane Lowry, yeah. Fitzpatrick. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's more European with a few Americans here. I got to tell you, though, the way the Europeans are going to party after that tournament, I, I, they're, they're <laughs> glad they got a couple weeks off because I could tell you okay, – the best was the. You gotta love the Brits' chance too, Maratzi. Like you know when you go, you know when you go to like a, a sporting event in, in in like the United States and Canada. It's like, go team, yay! You know what I mean? Like beat them. Ooh, there's like bad songs. These guys are coming up with rhymes. You know what I mean? When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, it's Molinari. You know what I mean? Like they come up with like crazy creative chants. Like it, it, rat, it rattled Team USA. Like the, the fans got like dressed up. They're in your face. I like the ride. It's like their soccer chants. It's, it's, it's better. Yes, it's like soccer. Yes, soccer chants. It's more like uh, look at look you know, at look at the chants. Look at the chants in America. J E T S Jets Jets Jets. They spell yeah. They don't sing songs. E A G G L E S. Yeah. When you go to like a Manchester United game with like member and Ferguson was your manager. Where did you sleep last night? Because they know he's like cheating on his wife and like really like they get in your face and your personal stuff. Like the tabloids are a big deal there, right? So they you got to say, Gabe. The Europeans really got heckling. Uh, they they do they do a great job, and, and for creativity with song, A plus. Uh, so the Alfred cool. uh, 
That course would be the Alfred Dunlings too. The Alfred Dunlings Championship is one of the richest uh, tournaments on the European Tour. So yeah, it's played at St Andrews actually. Because I know yeah, I, right. I, I knew I thought that, but there's another big links. There's one another one in, in Dubai, Dubai, correct? Or, or Emirates or whatever. Yeah, yeah, big money. There. But this this big is uh, five five million dollars US. So that's that's, that's the a big uh, chunk of change. God, I love these golfers. <laughs> it's a, they're never going to be broke. Like, are you, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, look at the, look at the purses that they're paying for. But uh, it was four yeah, million take, pounds. That's a lot of that's a lot of bread. Who's the favorite in the Safeway Championship? Oh, hey, there's we got Patrick Cantlay, fourteen to one. Snedeker, twenty. Moops, twenty-two. Neiman, twenty-five. Phil, Phil's playing in it. Wow, twenty-five. Emiliano Grio, twenty-eight. That's. Uh, Phil, Phil needs the money. He's greedy. Like he, it's never enough for Phil. <laughs> it's, it's like Phil. It's Phil's never, talking it's about never. Tiger Woods. Oh, Tiger! Tiger's looks. His stroke looks great. Can't wait to see him play against me. I should get a free stroke. It's like shut up, dude. You're at the Ryder Cup. You can't even stop pimping your stupid tournament with Tiger. Like just shut up for once, man. That's the best. Like, he's too much. This guy. Vegas. I know. <laughs> and even Phil. It's even Phil great. after the Ryder Cup. Even Phil this weekend after the Ryder Cup says Jim Furyk did an awesome job. He goes, we had an awesome team and we had phenomenal leadership. We had great vice captains and we were put in players to position to succeed. And these guys up here are such great players. If you put these guys in a position to succeed, they most often will. I thought Furyk, uh, I thought the way he brought everybody in on the tougher decisions. Um, you know, and some of you might question the decision, but everything was done with reason, with input, and was thought through. It's up to us to execute. We just didn't do it. Listen, Phil, like, he's such a phony. He's just like, he doesn't even write yeah. this stuff. I, I, like, I don't like the first part of what he said. I, I like the last the last sentence he's right, though. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Because like, Phil just wants to be there. Together, yeah. Of course, yeah. He Phil, <laughs> Phil just, Phil's just playing the game. He doesn't want to piss Furyk off for future, like, endeavors and stuff, <laughs> Hey, right? Jim, yeah, remember the time that Patrick Reed sold you out? Hey, buddy, it's okay. I okay, guarantee Phil, you, back. <laughs> I guarantee you, Phil's telling Amy in the car there, ah, the whole thing was a shit show from the start. And, like, you know, yeah. like, you know, it's not what he really thought. Oh, everything was great. We had a great time. We just fell up short. It's like, shut up, Phil. You know, you know. at least Reed's honest and says, yeah, yeah, Furyk's an idiot. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like Pat- Patrick Reed, but Reed, he's got to shut up. Reed too. really has he, no he, he friends cool in golf. That. Like, he's no, he, got I told no you friends. That, Dude, I told you the story. My buddy's a golfer. The, the, there's a story about it. It didn't get, it didn't get like, out in the public. Patrick Reed is one of like he was an amazing golfer. The guy was as Stooch said in our thing. The guy was six and zero in amateurs. Like he he never lost a match. And this is he's a two time national Texas, champion. Alabama, yes, yes, two time national championship, never lost. Why did he go to Augusta State? Guy stealing people's wallets and stuff. He's not a good guy. A lot of people said he cheated a lot on the course too. That's another thing too. That's uh, part uh, B. Yeah, one A wallet, one B cheater. Nice guys finished last, Cam. Yeah, I guess. Game time decisions continues. Brought to you by BetDSI. We'll tell you about that on the other side. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. 
Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source 24 hours a day. Rockies searching for their first ever division title. Hard to believe. They've never won a division title. Uh, Dodgers looking for their 17th division title with this win today. They're scoreless right now. Into the bottom of the fourth inning. The game's uh, cruising along. Looks like a packed house at Chavez Ravine, the stadium that I've been to. Uh, Probably about 100 times, actually. I've been to the stadium quite a bit. Yeah, one year uh, when I lived in L.A., The Dodgers played 81 home games. It was the year after they won the World Series, so it was 1989. And I went to uh, 62, I think it was. 62 or 63 of the 81 home games. games. Pretty hardcore. That that is hardcore. The most I've been for the Blue Jays, like I've done about like 40, like 60. That's nuts. that's, That's commitment, baby. And I'll tell you, no, it's beautiful. Like what a beautiful park. And it's already playoff baseball, it feels like, Gabe, even though it's the extended final game of the regular season. Under yeah, the good again, pitching. Ken. Yeah, I wish we were young again, friend. But, uh, to yeah, be young great again, I was, uh, <laughs> I was 19 years old. No, oh, yeah. I wasn't. Didn't have to, I, didn't have, I didn't have 16 radio shows and TV shows and stuff. I was just in, I was in L.A. I was like, yeah, let's bet on the game and go to the game. And I just every day sort of you know, just uh, living live the dream. It was very, very good times, fun, fun times. It's too bad. There was a year, if you remember, the uh, Cincinnati Reds won the World Series that year. That was with Chris Sabo and Larkin and the Nasty yeah. Boys and stuff. Cam's Reds. <laughs> yeah, the big C. <laughs> big Red big Machine. With the Red, yeah. Yeah, I love the Big Red Machine. I hated them. I hated them at the time. Like, I really did. Like, I didn't like them because I knew we couldn't beat them. Barry it was Larkin. one of those. Yeah, I like Larkin. He went to Michigan, so I like Larkin. Larkin was a great shortstop. Eric Davis Chris was Sabo. on that team. Was Eric yeah, Davis Chris Sabo was team? third base. Barry Larkin was the shortstop. Eric Davis was the center fielder. Rob Dibble, Norm Charlton, yeah. and uh, yeah. who was the uh, Randy Myers was the, those were the three nasty boys. Yeah. Who's their starting pitcher? Um, I want to say Soto. I think you're right on Mer- that one. Was it Mary? What was his Marioso Soto? What was his name? Soto. Yeah, yes. I, I think I think Soto was. I'm, I'm trying to think of that team. Think who was who their starting pitch? I'll look it up. I'll see who else can we name. I'm I'm drawing blanks now. Chris Abo, Barry Larkin, Eric Davis. I never forget. Eric Davis made the catch in Oakland. They beat the Oakland A's in the World Series, and Eric Davis made this sick catch in center field, and he ruptured his spleen. Remember, like, uh, Chris Sims, Phil yep. Kim, Sims' kid, he ruptured his spleen or whatever. He got hit. Yep. Same thing. Like, Eric Davis got messed up, dude, like, on a sort of – see baseball players dive all the time, but he sort of dove, and he landed on his stomach, except, like, he punctured something inside. It wasn't good. So, during the game, he got taken to the hospital camp. Like, he went right to the hospital from center field in an ambulance and stuff, and the Reds won the World Series that game. So he was in the hospital when the Reds won the World Series. They left him there. They never picked him up. Like, they left him. They like left they, him they, in the they hospital. They won the World Series. Yes. So he's he's in the hospital. Guys on their team there. What a nice. He's in the hospital watching on TV in the room. 
And he's like, all right, we just won the World Series. And he's figuring, I don't know, someone from the team's going to come get him or are you okay? What's going on with you? Nothing. Nobody. They left him in the city. They left the city without him. They went back to Cincinnati without Eric Davis. They left him in the hospital. He was pissed, Unbelievable. I'd be pissed, pissed. too. Yeah, you talk about it. So their starting lineup, they had uh, Joe Oliver, Todd Benzinger, Mariano Duncan, Chris Sabo, third base, Barry Larkin, Billy Hatcher, Eric Davis, and Paul O'Neill in right field. Paul O'Neill, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tom Browning, Tom Browning, 15 wins for Tom Browning. We thought we were right. Jose Rio, he had 14 wins. Jack Armstrong, not the voice of the Raptors, but the other Jack Armstrong, 12 wins. Danny Jackson. Yeah, those are. Doesn't even sound like that could have been a team. (laughs) No, it doesn't. How the hell did they win the World Series? (laughs) Lou Pinello was their manager. Yeah, it's uh, Tom Browning. Paul O'Neill. Paul O'Neill. Paul O'Neill was with the Reds. Billy Hatcher, Davis, and Paul O'Neill. That's uh, sorry. Billy Hatcher's just a journeyman. Paul O'Neill gave me the finger once at a. uh, I was at a. I was at a Reds (laughs) Expo game. (laughs) Before I was in the media, I was at an Expo Reds Expo's Reds game and. I went early for batting practice. And uh, so I was in the right field bleachers. And there's like no one at the Expo games camp, right? So like literally, there's like, you know, yeah. maybe 10 people at batting want. practice. There's like 10 people in the bleachers. And it was mostly like, you know, kids, a couple of teenagers, and, you know, just sort of grifter baseball fan guy sitting there early. So Paul O'Neill starts throwing, uh, starts throwing baseballs to everyone. Like, oh, home run Dodgers. Yeah, two nothing. Two nothing Dodgers. Bellinger, your boy. Cody Bellinger goes deep, two run shot. Dodgers in the bottom of the fourth inning, and the fans go crazy at Chavez Ravine. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It looks like a great Dodger fans. There, <laughs> Dodger fans are all fired up. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually not sold out. You see, there's a big patch of seats yeah. up there in the top. I, so well, I, I, I was at the game. Yeah, I, so I'm at this Expos Reds game, and Paul O'Neill starts throwing baseballs to people in the bleachers, like a nice guy. So some kid's like, Mr. O'Neill, Mr. O'Neill, so he throws the ball. Another kid, hey, hey, Mr. O'Neill throws the ball. He basically throws like five, six, long story short, he threw a ball to everyone except me. So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, man, I don't really care. I'm not asking Paul O'Neill for a ball. So then I'm like, you know, why not? You know, he's throwing to everyone else. I never brought gloves to games. I think, you know, it's the worst thing to do. But I actually went specifically yeah. to catch balls in the outfield during the home run, during the batting practice. So I got a glove. So I'm like, yo, Paul, I got the glove. And he's like, what? And I'm like, how about a ball? And uh, he goes, yeah, okay. He goes, hold on. Next one, it gets hit to me. <laughs> so... Boom. A couple of minutes later, ball gets hit to Paul O'Neill. This is just batting practice. Like, he's just messing around, right? Yeah. So he gets a ball, and he goes, yo, yo. And he looks over at me, and he fake throws it to me. Uh, he one throws of those it, moves. but drops it deliberately and starts laughing. Yep. <laughs> what a guy. So I sort of laugh a bit. Ha, ha, ha. And I think he's going to throw uh, it to you're me. You're a funny guy. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, yo, Paul, the ball. Then he just says to me, F off. And gives me the finger. So I told him, I was like, I said, you know, I said, you didn't have to do that, dude. Like, really? So I'm like, I said, big mistake, O'Neal, big mistake. I said, now, all right, you're going to see, man. I swear, Cam, I rode him. 
I rode him so freaking hard that night, dude. I was like, all game. You suck, O'Neal. O'Neal, O'Neal, O'Neal. I was just ripping O'Neal, O'Neal. <laughs> Finally, like during, in between one of the innings, he looks over. He goes, here's a damn ball. He throws a ball because he got tired nice. of yeah, yeah. Tired you my... got a strong voice too. You must have. Been... Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Screw this guy. Think about that. Like now, back then, you're like. You're I actually bikes. once you didn't have to do the shows, <laughs> but the stadium was empty, so your voice would echo. So oh, exactly. I once, I actually once, and it's a true story. I once made Kevin Millwood throw a wild pitch. The former Braves Kevin pitcher, Millwood. Kevin Millwood. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and Indians. Yes, so Kevin Millwood. it was all quiet in Olympic Stadium. And just as he was winding up, I yelled, hey, Kevin. <laughs> 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 but the thing is, it actually worked. Like he threw the ball high and it was a wild oh, yeah. pitch. And um, when he, I was right about the dugout, when he came to the dugout, he whipped his glove like into the dugout and he told me to F off. Yeah, so I, I rattled Kevin Millwood. Yeah, my, my buddy did the same thing. He was so wasted, Morenci, and there was a group of them. And Jonathan Papelbon was the closer. And he's all wasted. He's, Papelblow, Papelblow. Like, you hear the same thing. There's no way, Papelblow. He won't stop. This guy's like you. He's relentless. Like, and Papelbon, the guy was money that year. He saved everything. Walk, walk, walk. And then the Blue Jays end up, like, he got kicked out of the thing. He got, eventually got kicked out. But Papelball, like, went walk, walk, walk. The guy oh, was your like, buddy got kicked out of the year. game? Oh, he stopped. Yeah, and, and when Papelball left after that inning, he, he, he started giving him the bird, like, I'm going to kill you type of thing. Uh, it was a whole section, but my one guy was really, the guy that I knew was really, he started the Papelblow chant. And, oh, yeah, Jonathan Papelball went nuts. Like, he got actually, so it's one actually thing funny. I'll like, say, Cam, you can't rattle so a guy. You can't about... rattle a you, Oh, you can rattle you think you can rattle? You can rattle them. Exactly, Moranzi. So you but were saying? You can't, you can't rattle them. Like, they're not just going to get rattled by you calling them names. It has to be a circumstance. Like, yes. like the Expos would meet with Millwood. It was just so quiet, right? So yes. the stadium was so quiet, and, like, it just threw them off. And I've heard a lot of players say that, that in Montreal, it used to mess with them. They're like, you're used to noise and stuff, like when you bat, so suddenly it's all quiet, and it's like it throws you out of your routine. Like, the Expos used to be good at home, even though they had no fans. It was crazy. Like, they used to have a really good home record all the time. It was, like, baffling. People thought just because they went to strip clubs all the time. But no, no, it was like the Olympic Stadium was a weird place to play. It's you know, sort of like the Oakland Athletics. They lull you into sleep. Like, yes, you go to an Oakland Athletic point. game, there's only, like, 12,000 people there. The stadium's massive. You're a player. You're like, man, this sucks. This stadium sucks. Yeah, this crowd it sucks. It doesn't feel right. Yeah, they're like rock rhythm, bands, right? Cam athletes. Yeah. They like the crowd, right? They're used to playing in front yeah. of a packed stadium and showboating and the noise and everything. So when you get out there and it's empty, it throws them out of the routine. Like ask a wrestler, what's it like to wrestle in a packed arena or an empty arena? He'll go, oh, it's way better, a packed arena. Like packed. It's hard. Yeah, exactly. It, like, you get exactly. fired up. You can't hear the hecklers when it's empty. Hey, hey, you suck. You know, hey, Michaels, you know what I mean? It just changes everything. And stuff gets in your head. Also, players notice the chicks when there's no one in the stands more, so they get distracted more. Like, they'll actually start, like, looking and, like, around the stadium. Like, they really do that. They really do that. Like, I remember the Expo, Orlando Cabrera, the Expos, you know, told me, like, once. He's like, look at the chick man in 113. Like, he, they notice, they know what the sections and stuff. Like, they know. You know what I mean? They're just dudes, Cam. Like, they're not, like, robots. You know what exactly. I mean? They're just guys yeah. that happen they're, to play baseball, right? So You're right. They're human beings that are wicked at something, right? And they play in front of people. And my take on gloves is very simple. You're a loser. 
Like if you're just a if you're a single guy and you bring like the glove to the game all the time, it's kind of a loser move. I got no problem with the guy with the kids, right? Because you want to catch a ball. Yes, your the kids. kids so you're right. That's more. With, with, if you bring children to the game and you have like a glove or two, yeah, I, you know what? I'm I'm proud of that because you're just trying to. Yeah, but Cam, when kid. I did this, when I did this, when I brought the glove, that Paul O'Neill kid. story, I was probably like 17 years old, Cam, 18, yeah. 17 oh, years old. That's acceptable for a 17 year old slacker to bring a glove to a game. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm just giving you my take on gloves, Gabe. When you see that like older guy kind of sitting there. No, no, I'm actually lying. What are you doing? I'm actually lying. (laughs) I was probably like 24 or 25, to be honest. You weren't middle aged yet, though. Like, if you're still rocking, like when you become like old guy and you're rocking the glove when there's no kids around and stuff, that's that's a different story than uh, a younger man uh, with a family trying to, you know, get. Yeah, but I didn't go with children. Yeah, I went with the glove, though, with the specific purpose of catching balls during batting practice, though. Like, I had a yes. goal. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, I'm going to catch balls during batting practice. And I really did it. Like, I had, you know, they didn't really hit that many home runs, I noticed. That's the like, best. I had a goal. <laughs> I, yeah, I had a goal. That's when I, I goal. had a goal. <laughs> I had a goal. <laughs> Rich Sermonello, who we do college football today with. Yeah. And I never knew this what happens when you do shows in studio, so. Me, Rich, and Joe Lisi, we went out to the FanDuel Sportsbook together. And, uh, we, you know, we drove out there. And you figure you talk about college football and stuff. Rich Sermonello started yeah. getting all deep, talking about how he'd like to be a psychiatrist. And he's like, what are your life wow. goals, Gabe, besides, like, hosting shows? And I'm like, well, I never really, I don't know, you're catching me off guard. He didn't like my answer. Yeah. I said, Joe, my goal, uh, I said, uh, Joe and Rich, my goal is to sweep the board today and win money at the book. He goes, no, that's kind of a bad life goal. He said, well, not really. It's, that's the goal I have for today. <laughs> like, that's my goal oh, for he today. He wanted you to say, like, if I wasn't a radio broadcaster, I want to be like a yeah, doctor. Or, he's, I hope he my band me, yeah. can actually, the album, yeah, if like, you weren't doing, theme and I can go on tour again, right? No, no, he took that away, too. He goes, if you weren't this, and he goes, music doesn't count. He goes, if you weren't music in music or this, yeah, what would you do? So I was, I was like, wow. I told him I'd always uh, wanted to be a defense attorney, and um, <laughs> and like uh, I said, no, he accepted it. I settled on entrepreneur. Okay. I said I'd be a businessman entrepreneur, <laughs> like that, you know, nice. a hustler. Like that's you know, it's. So I was going to say though about the Blue Jays, Blue Jay fans as a whole, cab. There's a lot of the you know just sort of chicks in Toronto that walk around with Blue Jay yeah. gear, and they're not it's passionate very... about the team. They just like no. to get drunk at the game. But I was going to say. There's one thing about Blue Jay games. There are always just a few psychopaths at a Blue Jay game. Yes. Like there are like yes. very yes. over the top drunk fans that'll throw things. Like the Blue Jay fans as a whole are very respectful and polite and too nice to the team. Yes. But people in Toronto get pretty drunk and there's usually about 500 blasted drunk dudes at a Blue Jay game that say really crazy things and usually throw things at players. Remember in a playoff game they threw beer at the player. That's right. It was about against the Baltimore Orioles in the game. It was the play-in game to get in, actually. And they, yeah, the, the King Can almost like killed the center fielder there. That guy actually had to go Adam to court Jones. and stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what happened. Actually, I think you know there was something was racial said too. Yes, something it was. It wasn't Adam too. Jones. It wasn't Adam Jones actually, because Adam Jones went to the other outfield. It was the Chinese guy that they called up, and it was a racist thing because the guy was like saying some stuff. And I remember Baltimore called up that guy, and he said some crazy things. 
and he got he actually ended up ejected. It was on the news. You remember they had like the spot shadowing, like of showing the guy throwing like the king can and almost hitting the guy. I think he actually did. I'm not sure if he did hard time or if he's got like probation, but it was a big deal. Like I remember you remember that because they it was like they they yeah, kind of treated banned. it as like a hate crime. He's banned for life from the stadium. Yes, yes, he is. Oh, for life and, he, he, uh, and he with can't, yeah, he like, can't go. He can never go to another Toronto Blue Jay game ever again. Actually, I don't. I don't even think it's Blue Jay. I, game. I think what they, he's banned from I every actually, baseball stadium. You're yes. right. Every MLB yes, stadium, every, he's not allowed in. <laughs> it's every MLB stadium, and I think also I was talking to another guy. I think he's banned from every sporting event in Toronto. Like I, like other than like yeah, a yeah, minor right. league that has no whatever. Like he can't go to you're like right. even like an Argo game. Like he's, I remember, he's banned in stadiums. You can't I remember that. I remember court. TFC. I remember TFC and Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment saying, "Yeah, he's not welcome in our arena either." <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. No one. It's never happened guy. to me, at least. <laughs> no, never, like, had, I've, I've never gone that far. I, I would never chuck anything at anybody. Like you know, there's been times I'm watching a game and we're losing a lot of money, and I think in my mind, "Wow, if I just like." had a blow dart and put a guy to sleep for a while, it would really help me out. But we never do it. Like, you know what I, I mean? threw, like, the only time ever <laughs> I threw a, uh, I threw a Montreal Alouette flag on the, in the end zone once. But I told the story. Remember I caught the football and in yeah. the end zone and they were letting people keep footballs. But of course with me, they didn't. So they told me, um, <laughs> if you don't give us back the football, you can keep the football, but you have to leave the game. So I said, fine. So I was leaving the game, but then they started like getting security on me and taking the football. So the security forcibly removed the football from me. And then as compensation, like they came over the Alouettes and they were like, listen, we're sorry about what happened. And they they gave me like a hat and an Alouette flag and stuff like that. But in disgust, I threw it into the end zone and then everyone started booing me in the stadium. Because they thought, yeah. So I ended up getting kicked out of the game, and I didn't get the football. <laughs> I want the football. If I were you, I'd be pissed too, man. I want the football. I was pissed. A flag. I was pissed, yeah. yeah. Trust me, I'm still upset. I Turns agree. out, though, Cam, it's the CFL. They're out of footballs. They told me we only have two more footballs left. <laughs> so we need your football, sir. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Dodgers strike first. They do. It is big to, like you said, you want to get, uh, you want to avoid a single game uh, showdown. At least you buy yourself five games by uh, winning the division. Yeah. It's massive. It's massive. Like you had, like think, think, think about the Cubs too. Even though, you know what I mean? They they get the host. Like that's scary. Anything can happen in a one game one game situation. Like I'm really happy for the Brew Crew. It's nice to see. Uh, see them step up and deliver in a clutch game like that on the road. Christian Yelich, huge year, and uh, yeah, it's nice. They, they had some great additions to that team, and they got it done, and I'd be very scared if I was any team. Like, the Dodgers look great, though. Like, they have great pitching and a bullpen, too. Milwaukee's got a nice uh, back end. With the, that's, the pro, that's the thing. When you got a lead with those teams, like, you're, you're, almost, you're almost done. It's, it's, it, it'll, it'll take something special for you to come back against those teams. 
Uh, Nick Popper, Giorgio, regular listener. What's up, Nick? He said you'd be a good defense attorney, uh, Morenzi. Just walk into court during uh, every bond hearing and go up to the judge, shrug your shoulders, and say, come on. Come on. And, of course, that's what they teach you at Canisius. <laughs> you go to Canisius, that's – I swear to God, that's what my lawyer said in Buffalo. I got arrested for taking a, a leak at a Bills game. And uh, that's what they asked. Like, I, I went into court, and the judge, uh, judge presented my name, and uh, Carl Miles said, come on. That's all he said. He said, come on. He said, come on, Judge Johnson, come on. Come on. Yeah. I'm sorry, but you know what? It actually sounds like, I agree, though. Like, think about it. Like, he's like, come on. The guy, that's the first thing I say, yeah, too. It's on. like, you're at a Bills yeah. game. Come on. There's no bathrooms here. They're packed. You've seen the, you've seen the facilities, Marenzi. God, I've been to a million games there. It's a, it's a train wreck. Too that's many uh, toilets flush at the time. You, you can get a flood. Like, oh, that, the thing that's basically like uh, swimming in a, in a lake of uh, bad things. Yeah, so you go outside. How do you know it was a special tree? Three, oh, that was almost gone. Big uh, Only... leadoff double. Leadoff double by the Dodgers right there. Leadoff double. I, it was very close to going out. Hit to the deepest part of the park. Only thing more disgusting than the Bills' offense uh, is uh, their, their washroom their facilities. Yeah. <laughs> um, Joe Lazito, uh, New York hero, Subway yeah. Joe, uh, checks in. Joe... Um, <clears throat> Joe's uh, commenting on a new Islander jersey. He says, I don't love it, but it's tolerable. I'll give it a 6 on 10. It beats the awful black and white Brooklyn garbage they've been wearing. And it's worlds better than yep. a fish stick jersey that for some reason the dopey hipsters in Brooklyn think is rad. Yeah, this new one I, is, is, is not bad. This new one's not bad. But I don't know. Can you, okay. who, who plays for the New York Islanders? Do they have any players? Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, no, it's... Uh... You want to talk about a team that's in big trouble right there, the Islanders with no Tavares. And think, think about their goaltending situation, too. It's awful. One thing they do, though, Marenzi, the Islanders, they're going, to, it's going to be, they're going to be an interesting team this year. Don't even worry about it. Overs. Because their defense can score. They actually have offensive guys on defense, but horrible goaltending. And defensively as a team, they're awful. Like, they're going to lose a lot of games, like 6-4, to 5-4. Four, four, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, we'll there's going to be a overs. lot of goals in those games. Yeah, and, and, and people are thinking, whoa, no Tavares there. Uh, you know, uh, maybe we're going to get uh, some totals, like some fives out of the gate. I, I'd pounce on the Islanders because they'll score goals but give up a lot. I think they're going to be a good over team. All right, um, so um, we'll get back. Uh, we'll take a look at the NHL uh, futures. They dropped the puck on Wednesday. Yeah. The season uh, win totals are out, but... Let's talk about Monday night uh, football right now. The sports uh, brokers, Jamie Heath, steps up and in and joins us on Game Time Decisions. Jamie Heath, what's going on, Jamie? How you doing tonight? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you guys doing today? Ready for Fantastic, some football. Re- We're ready for some Absol- football. Another, another good weekend yeah. this weekend. We went 3-1-1 one, one in the Las Vegas Super Contest, following up a 4-1 weekend uh, last weekend. So the dream is alive, the $1.7 million grand prize but we got monday Very night nice. football tonight uh jamie i was talking earlier about this game um las vegas is saying that it's the it's the most one-sided action of the year that they've had so far out of any game so far this year um and the the action is all down on the kansas city chiefs people always remember what they saw last so they're buying into the chiefs tonight jamie Yes, they are, Gabe, and uh, the, the line's actually gone down from five to three, three and a half. It's actually at three in some spots. So what does that tell you, fellas? Uh, the public is all over uh, Kansas City, but the line is dropping. So 
Sometimes uh, the public's right, though. Sometimes they're oh, right. Once right? in a while. Yeah. Once it's in a while. Yep. Absolutely. I'm, absolutely. No doubt about it. Yeah. Nope. No doubt about it. But, I'm not uh, one of these I, guys, Jamie. I don't know about you. When I hear these guys, oh, the sharps and the squares, the sharps and the squares. Uh, yeah, any guy that tells you how sharp he is probably isn't. And, you know, there's been the last couple of years, to be honest, in the NFL, the squares have won. Like the old, you yep. know, home dog thing didn't work. The old, oh, no, you blindly take double-digit points in the NFL and it works. No, it doesn't. The team's been killing them recently. You know what I mean, yeah, Jamie? Yeah. Like, and yeah. like gam- sports gambling evolves on a yearly basis. What worked three, four years ago might not work now, Jamie. Absolutely. And what, I, I can't figure out why this total's dropping either, fellas. The total was at 55, yep. 55 and a half. Some places 56. Now it's down to 53 and a half. I wish you guys could explain to me why this total is dropping where I don't see very much defense on either team, to tell you the truth. Denver in the past, the last couple of years, have actually had a great defense. But to me, their defense, it doesn't, I think, it's taken a step backwards, especially without a keep to leave in their lineup. Uh, and like, you know, everyone's seen the last three weeks, Kansas City's pr- pretty much putting up video game numbers. So I have no idea why this total's dropped either. I, I've, I, I'm not going to lie. I was at the FanDuel Sportsbook a couple hours ago over at the Meadowlands Racetrack, and I grabbed a piece of the over in this football game, but you guys have been crushing it, and maybe you're yes, moving numbers. Maybe it's you guys over to Sports Brokers. <laughs> I know Kevin's dropping 50 dimes on games. So yeah, uh, tell people is. where they can find you. I know you guys are going hard again tonight. We are, and he's dropping another 50000 on this game tonight. And, uh, yeah, I want you guys to call that number, that 1-800-220-6262, and be a part of this. Get, up, get on board with Kevin because Kevin is on fire on these night games. He's crushing them. He had Pittsburgh last Monday night. Uh, he, last night he was on Baltimore. So, yeah, I'm telling you right now, call us right now. Visit our website, thesportsbrokers.com. Join our website. We do turn outcomes into incomes, and we're going to turn a nice outcome tonight into a very nice income. Uh, Jamie, one thing I talked about this earlier today, and uh, these guys really have been crushing it this year, guys. Uh, Jamie joins us every Saturday, talks college football, another nice college football Saturday uh, as well this Saturday. Good job, uh, Jamie. One thing the NFL has been, the dogs have been killing it this year in the NFL, but I sort of felt that trend changing, Cam, coming into this week. And I'm kind of, you know, we did okay this week, but I'm kicking myself Mm -hmm. for not just laying the points, Jamie, with the Pats, laying the points with the Packers. And like we said, the public's not always wrong. Sometimes the simplest bet actually is the right bet. Absolutely, and uh, sometimes a little false perception also plays into it. A lot of people saw Buffalo completely humiliate Minnesota last week, uh, as well as the Dolphins getting off to that 3-0 start. Everyone was pushing the panic button with the Patriots. Oh, my God, they're, they're done, they're done, they, like they did about three years ago when they, when they got destroyed by Kansas City on a Monday night, and sure enough, they won the Super Bowl that year. You can never count out the Patriots. Uh, to me, it looks like the Dolphins are pretty much – the same old Dolphins. They, uh, they get, as, <laughs> yeah. as soon as, as as soon as they get any respect, they pretty much uh, yeah. turn yeah, into a Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. You so. know what's funny? Actually, the Dolphins are playing uh, the Bears this week. So no, the sort Bengals. of uh, they're playing the Bengals. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. The Bengals, Bengals yeah. who, who are sort of another upstart team uh, this year. Except the Bengals actually have some substance to them here. I, you know, I was early lean here. You know, you look, it's six points right now, though. What, what was your early take on this uh, football game, uh, Jamie? Well, i got to be honest with you. Cincinnati, before the season started, was one of my best plays of all as far as 
win totals for the year. Their total was six and a half. I was all over them. Plus, I got plus 425 for them to make the playoffs, which I love right now because the Steelers look like they're in disarray. And pretty much, I think Cincinnati, all, all they have to right now do is beat Baltimore. But the line itself right now kind of smells. I don't know why the line's only six. It does. Uh, yeah. They, they've, they're, they're three and one, and plus they've won, uh, I think they've won, what, they've won two out of three road games, Cincinnati. They're three and one total on the season. They look really good. Their offense is clicking on all, all cylinders. Andy Dalton actually looks pretty, uh, pretty, pretty good right now, to say the least. Yep. Uh, and Miami threw a complete stinker yesterday, so I don't know why the line is as low as it is, so beware. I was looking ahead, too. They play the Bears next week. So it's Dolphins-Bengals oh, okay. this week. Yeah, Dolphins-Bengals this week. Dolphins at Bengals. And then Bears at Dolphins. And how about them Bears, man? Say what you will That's about the Bears. Yesterday. Yeah, and we loved them too yesterday, Jamie. We're on the – you and I often think the same. Cammy was on all over the Bears. Love yep. the Bears. We knew short week for Fitz, short week for exactly. the Bucks, And Fitzpatrick was due for an implosion, wasn't he? Absolutely. And, of course, now they're already uh... – I think they're off, the, the front office and everyone's off the bandwagon and the coaching staff because uh, they already announced that Winston's going to be the starter uh, after this bye week. So I think the Fitz magic is, is all but disappeared. Yeah, it was like a, it was a quick, uh, quick I got, I it's like a song, with, Cam, with on the guys? charts. Yeah. It didn't last long. It was like two weeks, that song was hot, and then it's not anymore. Yeah, pretty much. Correct, yeah. but I don't know if I don't know if Winston's going to be that smooth smoke either. Like you saw when he came in the game, it's not much of an like. Remember at the start, a lot of people, guys, you know, Marenzi, the six and a half Tampa Bay under season win total was a big one from a lot of people who knew gambling and uh, you panic out of the gate. Tuno, I just have a feeling now this is like the real Buccaneers and uh, Dirk Cutter and them are pretty doomed. What do you think, Jamie? I will say this. Uh, I believe after their bye week, because they have a bye week this week, they get the uh, fortune of playing the Atlanta Falcons the next week. So I think uh, Gabe could be the quarterback for Tampa Bay, and he'd probably put up some good numbers <laughs> against that team. So uh, that, that I appreciate probably, the, the vote of confidence. Hey, you're yes. quite welcome. But I, I honestly think that total in two weeks is probably going to be in the low 60s because there is zero defense on either team. Tampa Bay couldn't stop anyone, and neither could Atlanta if you watched them yesterday. Uh, two teams that are really looking really porous on defense. All right, so uh, the guys over at the sportsbrokers.com, we're going to give you the number again in a second here. Massive play on the football game uh, this evening. Uh, just quickly, Thursday night football, guys. We've got the Colts uh, getting double digits against the Patriots. Patriots uh, flexed their muscles this week as uh, the Dolphins uh, rolled over in Foxborough. So uh, interesting uh, Thursday nighter. So uh, tell everybody where they can uh, find you, uh, Jamie. We know they can go to the website. Give them the number again as well. Absolutely. First off, yeah, the website is thesportsbrokers.com. I want everyone to join the website, visit our website, and our phone number, very important, give us the call, 1-800-220-6262. Love this game tonight. Kevin's going to go all out again like he did last week. He is going to post pretty much who he's taking as soon as that ball gets kicked off to everyone who did not call us. So I want everyone to call us, and you'll be down on the same, same side he is, and he is red hot right now. All right, Jamie. It's always a pleasure, my man. I look forward to hey. talking some college football with you. I can't uh, next wait. Week, we've, we've been rolling, too, dude. We cash a nice ticket with Kentucky this week. Nobody believes in Kentucky. Yeah. We keep going They're back hot. to the well with those Wildcats. They do it we, again for us. We will be talking about them in Texas A&M, one of the three games we're going to be talking about this Saturday. I can't wait to talk to you guys. Yeah, good stuff, uh, my man. So it's thesportsbrokers.com. One last time, Jamie, the number to call. You got it. The one eight hundred two two zero six two six two. Again, one eight hundred 
220-6262. Visit our website, thesportsbrokers.com. We turn outcomes into incomes. Always a pleasure, Jamie. We'll speak, uh, we'll speak later in the week, actually. I can't and, wait. And uh, we'll speak this weekend. Always a pleasure. Yep, great. Great talking to you guys. Take it easy, buddy. Guys. So, you too. Jamie Heath with us. Another strong Saturday. Yeah, we did pretty well Another with the strong, college football on Saturday. Lost the total bet in that the Penn Dodgers State. Four nothing, buddy. Your boy Muncie went deep. Yeah, oh, that total at Penn good. State really sucked because uh, that would. That, I got to tell you that that play call at the end of the game too. That was stupid. Like it yeah. was like James Frank. Like, oh, you're you're running a draw in, in that situation when, when McSorley's on fire. I, I I disagreed with a lot of things that happened there, but. Uh, they started scoring, Gabe, but it was too late because earlier in the game there was a lot of punts, and you saw it. It took them a long time to fill each other out, and then they went back and forth, back and forth. The total was going to get there. They just ran out of gas and steam. I was actually hoping for overtime, yeah, because I thought yeah, there was a potential exactly. for it. But if Ohio State would have kicked a field goal, it probably would have went to overtime. But they scored that touchdown instead. But I agree with you. Bad play call, but you'll often see that in college. A lot of these college troops, quote-unquote, geniuses, We'll have a lot of really dubious, dubious uh, decisions. So um, Muncie goes deep after Bellinger goes deep. And in fact, uh, right now, the Colorado Rockies don't have a hit, uh, Cam. Nope. Bueller's awesome. They have, and uh, yeah, They don't have a hit right now. No, they don't. Bueller's got such good stuff. Marquez is actually a good pitcher. He just got roughed up. The Dodgers are dangerous. Like, Marquez throws a lot of junk, and uh, you know what I mean? The Dodgers were very patient today. They picked their spots, and they took a good, good pitcher out of the game with two big shots. This is scary. So if Bueller's doing this, and then you got your boy, uh, the clock, Clayton Kershaw, as you call him, the clock, Gabe, and all the rest of the guys they can throw out there. Never caught the back on. End of their bull- no, it didn't. But anyway, you, you're allowed to say it. I'm allowed to lay. Hey, we're, 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 you know, we've done radio shows for you. You're allowed to call them whatever you want. All I know is the Dodgers are damn lethal. They have huge bats. Uh, great additions with Dozier, too. He's been really good to that team. Machado, like, there's so many winners and guys who are solid on other teams on this team. It absolutely puts them in a real good spot. And as we mentioned, that baseball playoffs is about getting a lead and letting your bullpen do their thing. And good pitching, man, if you got a good back end, you're going to win a lot, of, a lot of games and go deep. And the Dodgers have all the recipes to win the World Series. And, uh, yeah, for the record, guys, uh, years ago, it was actually Clayton Kershaw's rookie season. I had him on my radio show, and uh, I told him, you're a future Cy Young Award winner. And he said, oh, I hope you're right. And I was right about that. I said, you're a future Cy Young Award winner. And I said, your nickname should be The Claw. Yeah, you know, you, 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 The Claw. And he liked it. He goes, ah, that's a great name. I like that. I hope it catches on. But I didn't have the pull. I didn't have enough. Yeah, I didn't have the pull to, 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 to get it through. The Claw. It's a great name. Uh, for yeah, I agree. I, would, um, I wouldn't mind being called The Claw. It sounds good. I'm a lefty, no, too. The Claw. You're, uh, it's amazing. You're Red Heat. I'm not The What's Claw. Your nick- you're, I'm The Bear. Orso Grande, red? you know. Yeah, big red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot of those. A lot of reds and reds and purples and stuff like that. You know how it goes, Marantz. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of like big bear references too. Like when I won the belly flop competition in Mexico, I hear "oso, oso." I'm like, "Why are they calling me asshole?" He goes, "No, it's oso. It's bear." I'm like, "Oh, okay, bear, bear, bear." So anyway, yeah, osos. Uh, I know Evan Gaddis has that nickname too, but we're both uh, kind of look like bears, I guess. Uh, Bet DSI celebrating 20 years as the industry's biggest and safest betting site. Great customer service, uh, fast, easy payment of winnings. You can play virtually every sport over at Bet DSI with hundreds of wagering options, including live in-game wagering on all major sporting events, where you can uh, bet at any time during the game. 
BetDSI is now offering up to a $1,000 bonus on your first deposit if you use promo code FNTSY. That's BetDSI.com, promo code FNTSY. Head on over to BetDSI and start winning today. And um, I, I, we're going to win uh, tonight because we're going to uh, take the Denver Broncos uh, this evening. And if you want to win playing some DFS, you go over to DailyRoto.com. But we'll tell you about that. Ricky Sanders from Daily Roto. Ricky joined us earlier in the day. He was kicking the tires on the, on the card. Uh, now I'm sure he's focused in, locked in on tonight's Monday Nighter from a DFS perspective. We'll talk uh, Monday Night uh, Football and break it down. Uh, I'm going to get in on the action here tonight. DFS. Why betting. not? I got a ticket Everything. right now on the LA Dodgers. Off to a good start. Game time decisions. Ready and Rage Radio continues.